Former games athlete? No beanie, though. No, You have no beanie? No beanie. What year were you in the games? Uh, the, the most important ones. Uh, the first, 7, 8, 9, 10 as an individual, and then 12 on the team. You were not here today because you were in the games. Correct. Oh, you knew, you know that? Yes. <laughs> I don't care about games athletes from 2000. What did you say? 9, 10, 7, 8. 12? Jesus. It's a lifetime ago. It is. It's changed a lot. What year did you open your affiliate? 2008. Yeah. Leaving the 2008 games, I was, I was just sold on it. The same affiliate you're in, the same name of an affiliate yep. you have now? CrossFit Fury. Whose glasses are these? Those are my reading glasses. Oh shit, Gary. I'm 45 and going blind. Holy shit. Did you start a fire with them? Do you ever do you have <laughs> reading glasses? No. How old are you? 31. Uh, what's the name of your gym? CrossFit Fury. And where is it? It's in Goodyear, Arizona. Did you already tell me the name of your gym? Maybe. I mean, in this in this podcast, in the first three minutes? Yeah. God damn it. You know, we had Rhonda Rocket in here uh, for a podcast. First of all, let me go back a second. My, my, my wife told me uh, a couple weeks ago, she said, hey, you know, you had a guest on, and... He told you he was an only child, and then you, and then a few minutes later, you asked him if he's if he has any other siblings. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck, I did. And she's like, you did. And I'm like, oh my god, I pride myself on like not doing that. I mean, that's the whole point of this job, right? Yeah. To listen. Don't worry. And then Ronda Rocket goes, I thought it was so funny in that one podcast where the guy told you he was an only child, and then you asked him if he had siblings, and that uh, it gutted me. Dude, is it hot in here? You can leave the door open. I'm wearing a beanie. Can't be that hot. Fuck! Do it if we want. Matt Bischel's here. Peter Edged, owner of CrossFit Furry. Furry. Fury. Fury. <laughs> Do you ever get that? Has anyone else ever done that? I get it sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I only. I hadn't thought of it until you said Only it. from the illiterate. Do you One get CrossFit not Furry? <laughs> uh, Gary Roberts in the house, sitting in for Eric Maciel. Where is Eric, Gary? Why are you here? Um, that's a good question. I don't know where Eric is. Hi, he gave me a ride home last night. I talked to him this morning. He's alive. I drove here with Peter Edged. Uh, I had a... Uh, will you pull that mic closer to your mouth? The closer it is to your mouth, the hotter you'll sound. Okay. Um, I drove here with Peter. I had a LaCroix. You saw that? Or some sparkling water? I did. Oh, here it is. This one. The generic version. And then now I'm drinking a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. Big one. What are you trying to say? I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just letting you know. I'm, I'm saying it. He okay. did give me the Pellegrino. It was a little bit nicer. That is, that's a nice gesture. Yeah. Hold on, guys. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're packing in for the long haul today. We had uh, Dr. <laughs> Ken Sanders. Oh, you weren't here. And Tom Siskron. Yep. Dr. Tom Siskron. Yeah. Is it Sanders or Anderson? It is. I'll tell you. I don't remember. I couldn't tell you. And this was their gift to me, a catheter. Oh, that's a catheter. I think. That's the that's second time a catheter has been in this room. Uh, uh, did Maciel bring one in? No. Uh, we had a guest who was rocking we had one? A uh, Ogar. Oh. Jesus, Matt. Fun fun facts over here. <laughs> hey, did you see your uh, your Instagram story, the story I tagged you on? No. Ah, never mind. You're 31 years old. You own CrossFit Fury. You're about to have your 10-year anniversary on October 27th. You are married. Married, yeah, three years. With child. With child, seven months. How long have you known your wife? Nine years. 
so she, she knew you right right as you opened the gym. No, she joined the gym pretty early. Oh, on. that's where I met her. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Rule number one: <laughs> date your clients. <laughs> no comment. Um, do you have any rules like that for your staff? Like, do not date, date. You know, I give them like a slide. Like, they can date once, and if it turns badly, they're done. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, because I found love there, so I don't want to discourage someone from finding love, but I don't want them just testing the mark, testing the field, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with that entirely. What? What are you looking at me like that for? Um, we, I, just because, I just, I don't know. We, we, you, um, did your wife still work? Did your wife work for CrossFit? She did work for CrossFit. I yeah, know she's that. not on the schedule, but she is, she fills in. And, and she doesn't work in the media department? No, she works in training. Okay. But you were doing her before you guys, like you didn't meet her here. No, actually she worked here before I did. Oh, but you didn't meet her here. Like my wife works for CrossFit too, but I didn't meet her here. Where did you meet? It's not important. <laughs> hey, that's us. That's funny. I see furry now. I can't, I can't unsee it. There's only one R. I know. How many locations have you been in? Uh, we've been in the same complex. We, uh, we doubled our original bay. I'd knocked down a wall. And then we moved across the street in the same complex and took on what is six bays. So we've got 15,000 square feet there. Are you still in the first bay that you were in, or no? You abandoned it? No, it's it? across, yeah, it's across the street. Who's there now? I don't know, nobody. Did they have to rebuild the wall when you left? I did, yes. Oh, mm. shit. Dry, drywall? Yeah, metal studs and drywall. Oh, okay. If there's any shots of our pull-up bar, that's really, uh, I'm, a, I'm a metal worker, actually. I, that's I enjoy doing, let's see. Hey, look at that. We host the Open. That's right. 18.4. Yeah. How did you do in the workout? I did all right. Yeah. What's, what's all right? I finished one round of handstand walks. Okay. So you got back to the 15s. I was getting back. Okay. I almost yeah. finished one round of handstand walks. <clears throat> How did you do? Did he beat you, Matt? I got into the 15s. Not really important what numbers. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best workout for me. Um, we, we, had a, we have uh, 40 doctors in town. Yeah. Um, Peter has eight doctors at his gym. Yeah, we counted. We have nine MDs and it's seven PAs. We we counted last night. Wow, wow. so sixteen. Yeah, and um, tell tell a story about how you ended up here this weekend. Yeah, so uh, you know I I try to keep in touch with Dave. I feel like we have a relationship ever since I camped at his house in two thousand seven. And Dave Ray. Uh, Castro. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. The one guy. <laughs> the one who doesn't know how to pronounce my name. Not my gym name, my last name. Um, oh, so, you that's know, right. I yes. remember the games him announced. He just straight called you an egghead, right? Oh, he said it in any fanatical... And he starts punch. laughing when he says it. Oh, he, he laughs before he says it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, we okay. get, can we get a proper pronunciation of the last name? <clears throat> so proper, it's Hungarian. It's uh, The G's silent, so you'd actually say Edyed, but uh, in, Edyed. in America, we just say Edyed. Like, yeah, like, How does your wife say it? Edged. Edged. Luckily, she works at Desert Edge, so she tells the kids it's like edge, id, ah. so that works well. Is it, uh, she's a teacher? She's a teacher, yeah. For how old? High school. She, uh, she runs this AVID program, so she works with kids from their freshman year through their senior year, preparing them for college and careers. I bet you she's popular with the kids. She is, yeah. yeah. I, I can't figure out why. Yeah, it's weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Have you seen his wife? I, I don't think so. Oh. And you might not get the joke. Just imagine. She, she, was, my, she was my favorite member. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> okay. um, he has, she's beautiful. So, 
Okay, sorry, I interrupted yep. again. So, so, you know, I try to keep in touch with Dave, and uh, I was just reaching out to him with some ideas. Like, I was a big fan of the LEO and first responder and even the uh, the medical categories in the open. And I was like, Dave, we need to have an affiliate owner category. I want to know if I'm the fittest affiliate owner. Yeah. Like, come on. And then uh, I had made a recommendation because I had just done Filthy 50. I said, that would be a cool workout to see as a version 2 one day in regionals. Because, like, Nasty Girls version 2, that wasn't very cool. Uh, but Filthy <laughs> 50 version 2 would be cool. How do you communicate with Dave? Email? or email. phone or text yeah. okay and you know he's he's actually always quick to respond and he's like hey, that was a great idea but uh he responded and said how long have you been an affiliate and this was probably february it was literally a week before they announced the venues i didn't it was not a thought of mine to host an open workout and um he asked me how long i had been affiliates well actually we're hitting our 10th year like we're celebrating in october it'd be cool if you guys come out and then two hours later, Wilson emailed me and said, hey, what, what are the dimensions of your gym? <laughs> oh, did you know something was going on? Oh, yeah. Point? I about jumped out of my skin, dude. Yeah. Uh, and, and then at the bottom, I was like, oh, do not tell anyone about this. I was yeah. like, oop. <laughs> 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 Everyone around me was like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. So it, it all worked out well. And But but what brings you here this okay. weekend? So, yeah. So, uh we're planning 18.4, and then I get an email from Danielle, and I don't know what her name is, but Hale, Hale, Hale yeah, with CrossFit Health, and she says, "Hey, uh, Greg is speaking in Phoenix uh, for the medical professionals. If you have any doctors, we'd love for you to bring them down." And this is these are relationships I've cultivated, not aggressively, but I've really worked hard to cultivate over the years. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, I have doctors," and I, I immediately reached out to all of them, and all but two, uh, two were in Mexico on spring break, and. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm coming down with, I think we came down with 11 or 12 people that day. Is it down or is it up? Is Octane North of you? It's downtown Phoenix. Okay. We're, it's actually east of us. But okay. Elevation's about the same. Okay. So Greg shows up at CrossFit Octane. Yeah, and we were and you and you and you take the party bus over there. Yep. With the doctors. Uh, an Escalade, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, one of the doc <laughs> one of the doctors Escalade. Yeah. Um, so we come down. You know, we roll in strong, and we we sit, we eat, we drink, and uh, we listen to the talk, and then you know we're getting a picture afterwards. I say, hey, Tyson, can you take a picture of my doctor? He says, Yeah. Do you want Greg in it? I said, That'd be cool. Greg comes over and just says some really kind words, very motivational. Is that picture posted on Instagram? It should be on our Instagram, yeah. CrossFit it, Fury. It would be right before, I would think, um, those open pictures. Okay. Okay, go on. So he comes over. Yeah, and he's like, I want to bring all you guys out. Called me an unsung hero of the community. That was a huge honor. And uh, I love it how people remember their quotes that Greg says to yeah. him. That's how everyone is. Okay, I'm gonna sit so on that one for a while. So that was our after open. Uh, <laughs> let's go a little bit further. It's coming right there. Bam. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember this group. So you and I had a comment yesterday about, and I don't. Yeah. And oh no, a different picture. Different picture. Different picture. Don't yeah. bury me. Don't bury me. Don't bury me. Um. Now you, now you threw me for a loop. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I went and looked for it. I said, oh, I don't know who he saw. I'll about. definitely find that photo for you in a little bit. Um, so, so then the weekend rolls around, and Karen tells you, "Hey, it's actually booked. We don't have." Yeah. Cause, so, cause so I, th I think all of them are booked this year. It's kind of so. it's kind of crazy. I think they have seventeen scheduled. Yeah. Five more this year and twelve next year, and they're. But it, that doesn't mean people shouldn't still try to get a hold of Karen Thompson and try to get in because I know people, you know, shit happens. Yes. Um, how, how do they get a hold of her if a doctor wants to get in the network? I don't know. I'd go to CrossFit Health. I would go yeah. to CrossFit Health too. Yeah. And start looking there on their website. Yeah. But uh, so, so I, so I know that Karen put these guys in the queue to come. But then she still said, "Hey, why don't you come?" Yes. As yeah. an affiliate owner. Yeah. 
Um, so she, uh, they brought my wife and I out, and uh, a few of these guys, actually the ones on spring break are coming in December, and I think that Randy and maybe John are coming in December, or the, or the one following as well. Randy's tan is shit. Yeah, he's, he's a fit guy. He would. I wish he was here right now. He'd be getting along with a lot of these guys as well. And how's the weekend been? Uh, beyond expectation, yeah. Networking with both the physicians and the few other affiliate owners that are here is very powerful. And then um, just trying to be on the ground floor. I mean, this health collaboration is something that's been in my mind for years. I've been working with this doctor, John Monroe, for probably seven or eight years now, uh, cross-referencing patients, trying to utilize his resources to help our people get healthier. Like when I get stumped, when I, I can't understand why an athlete is not making progress, um, he and his PA, she's an evolutionary medicinist. She's very passionate about this field. Uh, we work hand in hand all the time. So we are trying to formally create some type of process where every membership will get a blood panel in their first week and these physicians o review them you know, year over year or maybe quarterly if they have more serious health ailments. But I just think even, even as a 30-year-old, like we should be checking our blood panels regularly just to make sure that nothing underlying, no underlying issues are going on. I've been meaning to do it for a while, just haven't. Yeah, it's easy. If for no other reason to just play the game, right? Yes. Once you have numbers, you can... Yeah, that black box model, you know, like you, you have these variables that you can change and see what happens. Yeah, you yeah. have a, you have a horse in the race, and you can start. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a, a baseline. Yeah, you have your performance, and you have this data. How did you find CrossFit? Oh. Uh, so I found CrossFit while in college. Um, do you want to go further back? Or you want to start there? Uh, is that where you found it? That is where I found it. Yeah. Let's so, start there, and then if I and then maybe go further back. So I was uh, I was beginning my pursuit of fitness, and uh, I was lifting weights like a typical guy. I'd squat, and I I except I would squat. How, and how old were you, How old were you? Twenty. Okay. 20 years old, and uh, I had... I was did you lift weights as a kid? A little bit, yeah. Did you play sports? I played football in high school until I blew my ACL out. Oh. Yeah. That just happened on, like, that just happened, like, during a play? During a game, yeah. I got shot blocked, and I tore the MCL-ACL, and that was actually the beginning of a downward spiral for me. That was my junior year of high school, um, but back to college. Were you addicted to opioids? No. I don't think they were really around back then. They, they I just wanted to yeah. use the throw. It's, it's a cool word to it's use. It's total days. buzzword. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say I was addicted to opioids. What's a downward spiral spiral look like? So you, you know, I think I got burnt out. Like I, I had so much um, respect for my coach, and I, you know, he was like kind of everything for me. And then when that happened, he just kind of moved on. He's like, "Oh, you got three more ligaments in your knee. You're fine." You know, just those little comments as a young mm. man like can be very influential. And I, I just kind of started to give up on things, and my academics went down. I started. Smoking weed, started drinking. I in, think I, in, in high school you yeah, smoked weed. Yeah. Was that the first time you smoked weed? No, a little bit before that. Did you smoke weed in high school? Uh, tail end of it, like senior year. Did you smoke weed in high school? I didn't. Oh. I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't. I mean, I drank. I kept the bottle in the locker. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. See, I think that's worse. I think that's worse. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 You judgmental fuckers. Drinking at school and being high at school are totally different things. Yeah. Yeah. I never smoked weed till I was in my twenties. Huh. I didn't even drink coffee until I was in my twenties. Who are you? What? Gary, I'm getting the sound. The sound's yes. kind of dying on this guy. Me what's wor What's worse Me is the too. guest is complaining. Mm. So you're hearing that too? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the you mean sound, when one speaker dropped? The sound is yes. like going out all yes. like for the last ten minutes. I kept thinking. Hey, no, it's not. That's the weed you smoked in, in junior <laughs> high. It's all. It's all coming back to haunt me now. How, oh, there you go. That sounds good. How old were you the first time you smoked weed? It was eighth grade. In in Arizona. Yeah. 
Like you go to that's like in Arizona, isn't like back then, um, isn't that like the death penalty? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get caught. I mean, it's a really strict state. <laughs> it's getting less strict, but yeah. I mean, I did a little bit of time as a juvenile and then as an adult. As a, you went to, you been to juvenile hall? Yeah. Gary, have you been to juvenile hall? Uh, no. Man, I did, no, I did not see this coming. Mm. Wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, tell me about juvenile hall. Haley, my wife worked in a juvenile hall. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's def- not a place for kids. It's definitely a gladiator proving ground. Like these kids are getting ready for prison. And that was the one, like I was probably worse coming out of there than I was. Like I was just a kid getting in trouble going into there. And I, I kind of was intent on really getting in trouble coming out of there. It was unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. That's what uh, my wife worked in a juvenile hall and she says the fucking worst place ever she volunteered there and no she said rehab. she said no one it's it's it's, it's not a place you send kids yeah. what, what what's the intention of it then punishment i think or just getting the kids off the streets until they're an adult and then they can go to prison she said there were girls in there who were 15 years old who had been arrested for prostitution i'm thinking to myself oh, yeah. that's the last place you want. no 15 year old girl wants to be a prostitute why the fuck is it her fault yeah uh, do you know what i mean like weird. as a society we have to we have to rehab that shit mhm yeah at that age? Yeah, at many ages, really. I mean, I'm a firm believer that addictions in general are from some underlying trauma that we're just trying to cope with, that we really need to get to the bottom of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the punishment for drug use is, that's not a solution at all. So what did you get put in juvie for? Oh, this is, so, you know, I, I would assume that some of my members are listening, and so i got to be careful. But I was just a bad kid, and I, I did some... Um, Rob a bank? Not rob a bank, but it was it was it was similar, but it was like robbing bad people and things like that. Yeah, as a young man. Was there a gun involved? Yeah. At that age? Yeah. Well, I was. This was not eighth grade. This was um, seventeen years old. Did um, have you ever robbed someone with a gun? I think I've touched a gun like twice in my life. I would call it collecting, (laughs) not robbing. Hey, there you go. Oh, someone owed you money. Yeah. You pursued them with a with um, a motivational device. Yeah. And two motivational devices, a vehicle and a. <laughs> and um, how did you get caught? So a neighbor had back in the day, a neighbor had a security camera and I had a truck that kind of stood out like I had some fancy taillights on it and whatnot. And later on in the night, we were just cruising around and got pulled over for that specific reason. And, and what drug were you dealing? Uh, that time, marijuana. And, and so you needed to collect on it. Yeah. I wonder if I should tell my marijuana dealing story. <laughs> I, when, when people didn't pay me, I didn't do that. <laughs> I just didn't ever, ever sell to them again. Good. Ever, ever. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was just like, all right. Uh, I had to throw it out of my sunroof. The cops were chasing me. Oh, that sucks. Can I get some more? No. So I just like to say the lesson here is that kids should not do drugs and they should exercise. The problem was I didn't have a good exercise program and good direction <laughs> as a young man, and that's what led me down this path. And wow. that's why kids should find affiliates or sports and do good things with their lives. But being a small business owner is kind of cool. It is. There's. But you should do it with legal. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, I've really come to terms that I have an entrepreneurial spirit, and it's uh, just a different outlet of that desire doing what I'm doing now. How about the don't get high in your own supply? That's important. I learned that actually. <laughs> I learned that while uh, operating a farm too. You know, like you can't eat all your produce. You got to sell it. It's funny he said because I used to dust wine bottles for my dad. My dad owned a wine and cheese store, and like I would want to eat those Tiger Milk bars. He sold them. Oh yeah, it was so good. Dude, yeah. I had to dust like fucking for three hours to get one Tiger Milk bar. <laughs> don't get high in your own supply, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so so. Just 
delinquent fucking behavior. Yeah, and you know, great parents, great family. I don't know. I, I think back. You know, I, I I try to go on this annual. I call it a walkabout, where I like think about my life, what's going on, and what my direction. And I've spent some time thinking about like where did I start getting these uh, ideas or thoughts in my head? Because I had a really good home. You know, like great parents and. It comes down like I think it was media. I think Will you was, pull the um, mic up a little sorry. bit. I think, oh shit, media. I, I think it was watching all those gangster movies growing up. Honestly. Like, hey, I want to mm. do that. Yeah, that I looks think, fun. I mean, that's the only way I could think that I got this desire. It was weird. I want to call bullshit on that, but um, there's the show Mad Men on AMC that yeah. used to be on, and every time I watch that show, I, I want to drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes. Yeah, because that they do it like crazy in yeah. there, and I just start craving a cigarette. Uh, and and to drink hard alcohol. I don't even yeah. like hard alcohol. So so at se- so at seventeen, um, did anyone get hurt? No. And and so but but since you were brandishing a, a weapon, um, yeah. I didn't even know I knew that word. You. And it was the re- cops saw you on a security camera, and they came and found you at your house. No, so it, like a, a neighbor reported it. The cops knew what they were looking for, and they, they saw us a few miles away. Um, and so we were arrested, but let go. They took the weapon, and it was actually in juvie that my parents were like, "Take him. He's bad. Like he needs some help." And I was like, "What?" Do you have, do you have any siblings? I do. I'm a, from a family of six. I'm the youngest. Okay. Yeah. Were you the first sibling ever to go to jail? Yeah. Good job. Thanks. I want to fist bump you yeah. closer. <laughs> And um, how long were you in jail? Just a month as a juvie. One month. At 17? Yeah. But you were in there younger, too. No, that was it. That was that was, that was my juvie time. Oh, okay. And how was that? Well, I realized that I like to read. I spent a lot of my time reading. Um, didn't really exercise much. I think I got into two fights while I was there. And I heard a lot of kids talking about this drug that I had no experience with called meth. Mm-hmm. And I was really intrigued by it. And so you got out and did meth? Not long after. Holy shit. Within I never a, Within a year. <laughs> How old were you when you went to the CrossFit Games? 21. Let's see, 2007 in July. I was born in 86. So yeah, 21. And when was the first time you did math? I didn't keep a diary. Um, 18, 17 or 18? <laughs> yeah. 17 or 18? Probably 17. So within three or four years of going to the CrossFit Games? Yeah, oh yeah. Because I was strung out for a while. And um, s- snort it? Uh, it smoked mainly, but yeah, you would snort it. I Did never you ever sh- shoot it? No. Did you ever try anything else? Heroin? Um, smoked heroin or Co- opium. Cocaine? Yeah. All the, all the yeah. powders, all yeah. the fun powders. And with no fitness background at this point? A little bit of weightlifting, you know, football, nothing mm-hmm. serious. Smoking cigarettes regularly. What did you smoke? Uh, Marlboro Reds, but then when I was incarcerated, like in real jail, you roll your cigarettes. Oh, yeah. I, did, I went through a rolling phase. Did you ever smoke uh, cloves? No, I never smoked cloves. Would that have been too feminine for you? I was worried about what it would do to my lungs. Ah. <laughs> Serious? Yeah. Because there it. was the rumor made them bleed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I remember, I remember yeah. the fiberglass. It's like yeah. you got your crack pipe, one clove. <laughs> Held oh, up. <laughs> Body's a temple. <laughs> <laughs> Did you win your fights in juvie, or did you lose? Uh, I, in juvie, they were kind of null because they got broken up pretty quick. They had good security there. In jail, I, in, in adult jail, I, I won three fights, and I lost a major one. Like, so, yeah. So, so, I'm sorry, you went back to jail a second time. So you got out of jail. Okay, yeah. So you started playing with some hardcore drugs. Exactly. So um, 
I guess if we, again, I'm going to have to like not promote this um, to, my, <laughs> to my followers. So I work construction. I dropped out of high school. I work construction. I got connected with some uh, cartel people, people from, my, from south of the border. I had this really good Weed Connect. Uh, I used that Weed Connect to then get tied in with some meth dealers, and it was just like this business made in heaven. And so we were, we were moving fair amount of product. We were having a good time. And uh, just the lifestyle of a, of a meth dealer or meth user is just you're into all kinds of things. And um, I start getting arrested not long, probably six to eight months after uh, use. Living at home? No, I okay. left. Yeah, I okay. left when I was 17. I left basically when I started using meth. Paid but, your rent with cash? Yeah. Um, stolen cars, stolen guns, and drugs. And uh, I got arrested once, released on my own recognizance, bailed out on everything, never went to court. Um, and then it was probably two months later that I got picked up again, and that was my last time. Um, so from there, I spent a few months in county waiting for, um, whatever they call it, the court proceeding? Yeah, yep. the, the judgment. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate. Um, I was a young white guy with a family that supported me that I only got county time. I didn't go to the pen. Which means less than a year. Yep, exactly. Um, so I ended up doing a total of eight months in county uh, and then got released. And I actually went back to it for a little while. And it was uh, one night out on the streets. So I was like, I don't want to go to prison. You know, this, this isn't for me. Uh, I, called my, I called my dad. They had moved from where we lived in the North Valley of Arizona to the West Valley. So, sorry, sorry. You were in prison for eight months for some deal. Jail. Jail, jail sorry. You were yeah. in jail for eight, same. For those of us who haven't been in, it's the same shit. But for those who have, it's <laughs> Different, okay. Yeah. Okay, so you, you're in jail for eight months, county jail. Yeah. You get out. You start, I, you start fucking around with drugs again. Yep. And then... One night you're just sitting there and lightning strikes you. Like, yeah. what made you call your dad and be like, you know what? You know, Fuck addicts this. call it that moment of clarity. Um, yeah. it, that was it. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Who were you with? I wasn't really with anyone. I think I was waiting to go to another house and it just, you know, it was just living the life. And I decided I didn't want it anymore. Okay. Um, so went home. My parents picked me up. I, I dealt with the withdrawals at home. Of all the uh, of all the hardcore drugs, it's probably one of the best ones to come off because of you just sleep and eat. You know, like you see alcohol and heroin addicts in jail, they are miserable. That's his wife. Yeah. Can you go back to the carrots when we're done looking at her? <laughs> Wait, which drug? Is you is amphetamines, meth. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just because you haven't slept in days. Uh, Did yeah. you grow those carrots? Yep. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. Oh. Holy crap, those are awesome. That's my home garden carrots too. We we operate a farm. Look how stumpy those are. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. <laughs> Thick clay soil. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of that. Oh, here. is that what makes them stumpy? Because they, they if the soil was like more um, fibrous or if there's more organic. They would push material. down longer. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, we finally learned something. How many minutes into the show are we? Uh, Twenty-seven. There's some knowledge. <laughs> uh, sorry, Matt. What were you gonna ask? Do you want to go back to meth? Let's I, get back to meth. I, I forget. Oh, I, what, what do you do when you're like, you say you go to someone's house to do meth? What like, I mean, like you get high, you listen to Pink Floyd, and you stare at the wall, right? Like, what no, do you I do mean for us, that? it was it was the entrepreneurial spirit. Like we were grinding. You're either selling it. We were. You would buy stolen goods and you would trade it for other. I mean, it's there's a whole economy down there. Mm, it's, okay. Yeah. You mean like when you're high on meth? Yes. There's you're, there's two different. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. There's two different kinds of people who do meth. There's you're smoking cigarettes, drinking and 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 fucking on rooftops. <laughs> okay, that's one option. What's the yeah. other? Or you're fucking. You, you've you've been doing it so long that it's lost its recreational thing about um, a, a partying, and you're in the backyard with a Dremel tool grinding on bikes. 
<laughs> Am I? Yeah. <laughs> and there's those, you know, the, typically the young people that are breaking into cars and stealing things and, you know, funding their habit. That too. I, didn't, I never knew that. I knew the two I knew was like you were either like yeah. partying and basically like drinking and fucking on it or you had just gone off the deep end. And Yeah, I feel like all this like small property crimes that you see are typically, you know, low level drug users. Wow. Trying to get their hookup. Funding their habit. Yeah, the only real interaction I've had with meth, I had a guy I played water polo with in college who would, like, I would sit in his car and he would smoke meth before practice. That's my doc. Does your doctor even lunge? <laughs> That's bad. And, and that was actually right after chemotherapy. He battled and beat cancer. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. That's a beautiful picture there with the boxes, by the way. You're, this Instagram account is nice. Thanks. Robust. Bad picture is bad lighting, but... <laughs> How often do you post on your um, CrossFit, but on the CrossFit Fury one? I've got help with that now, and we're trying to get two two posts a day. This is my personal account. I go through phases. I'm in a not phase right now. You're you're such a um, giver. Were you always like that? Uh, I think so. Like even 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 like even as a uh, as a bad guy, you're the kind of guy to help an old lady cross the street. Yeah. Or like you were a giver. Yeah. You share your meth. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I take my vitamins too I remember that Really? Yeah like I go to Circle K And get like a donut And then a pack of vitamins Gotta awesome. stay healthy So you had, yeah so you had, It was always in there <laughs> It was Have you been disciplined Your whole life? Yeah I think so So um, <clears throat> my parents You know they took a risk When we were young they, they moved us out of Maryvale Which is kind of a hoodish area In Arizona Like to get me away From bad things As a third and fourth grader We moved up Kind of out in the Outskirts of town And we built two homes the, uh, My dad and his sister Bought ten acres of land They subdivided it We built her house And then we built our house So I spent From fourth grade To basically When I was sixteen Building and learning and working and it, it helped me like I've learned a lot about perseverance and building technologies and you know A lot about myself, but uh, at the same time. I feel like I missed a little bit of childhood But I'm not I don't hold everything against did me. your parents ever talk about how expensive it is to raise six kids? No, and now that you have a kid isn't it kind of like mind-boggling? Yeah Because <laughs> yeah. I have three and I'm like, oh fuck dude whenever I went from like doing whatever I wanted to like oh fuck this shit's expensive whenever Karen talks about more kids I just like I just see the balance sheet I'm just like oh (laughs) (laughs) assets and liabilities I don't know (laughs) the liabilities are overwhelming us now well don't you get a tax write off for a kid I I don't know I don't do any of that but I know like um, the preschool like a a cheap preschool is a thousand a month and like the one Avi goes to is like almost two thousand a month or it is two thousand a month there's like eight hundred dollar registration fee I haven't even started looking at that yet yeah makes you think you're in the wrong business sometimes it's terrifying, guys. The write-off is not enough. No, it's not. <laughs> I expected a lot more this year than I did not. Yeah. Okay. So profound that Gary speaks up from the crack. <laughs> Do you recognize Gary from Killing the Fat Man? Do you know that series? I remember the series, but I don't recognize him. I it's because he's not fat anymore. Yeah. It's good. You right answer. Yeah. <laughs> you so so you have this moment of clarity. Yep. And you call. Yeah, my dad comes. I mean, and so parents, parents who are helping a child through addiction, like you cannot force them to do anything. Like you have to give them tough love. You know, my parents did not enable me. Uh, It was my choice to do it. It was my choice to leave. You have to get them away from your family because they will bring you down. And you can't trust them, unfortunately, either because it's not them. It's the addiction. Um, But at the same time, you need to be there if possible when they're ready to change. And I've, I've tried to help you know, parents in my gym whose kids are not battling what I battle, but similar things. And it, it's tough. It's tough advice to give, you know, but... It, what, when you say tough love... 
like you cannot enable them. You cannot fund their habits. You cannot like turn your back on them. You can't, or by turning your back. But on your them, parents let you stay at their house. I, they would not have. No, I left. No, but I'm saying when when oh, you called your dad. Yes. So where do you draw the line? What what did he give you that was appropriate? Let's get really like. Let's quantitate it or objectify it. He gave you a bed, but he'd never, if you were like, hey, can I get five bucks to go to the store? He'd be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, and if I was high at home, he'd be like, go fuck yourself. Get out. Yeah. Are you still, are you close with your parents? Very. Are they so super proud of you? Yeah. I think that I aged them for sure. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, that was a tough, tough few years for him. Your gym is a miracle. I don't want to blow the fucking end of the podcast, but like. Thank you, Svon. Yeah, I mean, it's a, um. When Greg talks about lifeboats, I mean, you have you got a lifeboat ship. Thanks. That ain't no fucking raft. I mean, yeah. everyone in the community talks about it. There's a re. I mean, it's a. Uh, I mean, you get it. You're you're ahead of the fucking curve in terms of health and fitness. So you know, I I was at a uh, a critical moment in my life when Greg started publishing all these videos on what is fitness. Um, Two thousand six seven eight mm -hmm. yeah so uh okay so my dad picks me up i clean up and uh, i'm still smoking cigarettes right you know heavily um nothing else and i need something to occupy my time because idle hands are the devil's playground and that's really you know especially for young men yeah so i i go to school there's a college there's a community college nearby and i just double full time and i'm like i'm gonna get a physics degree what's the hardest thing i can do and i start in algebra one and i got to get through diffie q so there's like eight courses of math there that's plenty of time differential equations yeah thank you and uh <laughs> and so uh i start working out in the gym i mean dad would drop me off at five in the morning i'd go to the little school gym and i'd pump iron and then i'd go to class chicks did you have girls on your radar you know so it's important for people when they're battling addiction when they're in recovery to not get into relationships but i did um but yeah they always do that's what they all say yeah. Why? Why? Why is it important? Because That's what they all say. Uh, it can be a trigger. Like you have to focus. Like that is a time where you have to focus on you. Like mm -hmm. you cannot have these outside stressors. You can't. Like it'll lead you to relapse more often than you relapsing by yourself. Um, so yeah, I was in actually a theology class, and I met some pastor's daughter, and we dated for a little bit. Yeah, really. Theology's awesome. Twist. Did you love theology? Uh, I was interested in it. Yeah, I read some good books while I was locked up. I've, so one thing I did find when I was locked up is that I love to read. Uh, we didn't talk about my one fight story. That's fine. We can leave it. We're, we're going to, no, we're going to get to it. Don't <laughs> worry. I got a bunch of jail questions. Yeah. The way, the, the way you sold it. I we'll like, let him oh, get damn. to like 20 and then we'll go take him back to I mean, I was just, I was kind of <laughs> racking my brain. I was like, what are we talking about again? Yeah. So, oh yeah, how'd you find CrossFit? <laughs> you all books, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I start working out. Uh, I, um, 5 a.m. workouts. 5 a.m. workouts. Going to school as, as much as I can, and um, I forgot where I was going with this actually. We're just talking about how you've you started watching these videos. So you're working oh, out yeah. in the gym. A critical time. Of you're my life. doing. You're, and you really are pursuing physics. Really am. Okay. But I mean, at this point, I'm like, well, when I got into CrossFit, I was probably in Calc two. Okay. Because at that time we're learning like area under the curve and infinity and volume under the under the curve, and so. Um, and you're just how are you finding these? Just on YouTube? So is there a YouTube then? As no yes. CrossFit.com. Well, maybe, but I, I was not socially savvy. Um, I as an elective I took physiology because I had found that I liked lifting weights. Um, I had started dating another girl who said that I couldn't run a marathon, and so I, I trained and ran, ran a marathon, ran the PF Changs, and it was miserable. Like, I left that just feeling like I was at a low point, and I talked to this physiology... Low person. point physically. Yeah, fitness-wise. You know, like, I did this amazing thing that people hold in such high regard, but can't move my legs, I can't squat, I can't, you know, everything hurts. 
and I, I tell this physiology professor, I was like, hey, I kind of want this well-rounded program. What do you suggest? You know, I want to be strong. I want to be able to run. I want to be able to do all kinds of things. And he's like, look at this website, CrossFit.com. <laughs> what was that guy's name? His name was Joe Marzit. Is he still around? He is still around. He's actually a professor at the university, ASU, and I go and speak to his class. Uh, at ASU? Wow. Yeah. I cool. fucking yeah. love Tempe. this story. He, uh, the devils. He, at the time, yep. At the time, he, and it's actually ASU downtown. They've, they've expanded. They have the whole health science complex downtown Phoenix now. Hmm. Um, he was like the general manager of a Velocity, like a sports performance place. Hmm. And uh, interesting, remember, remind me about that because I'll tell you about an uh, instance with uh, Jeremy Teal at the first games. Um, but anyway, so he turns us on to it. All Jeremy Teal stories are good. <laughs> uh, and passionate, passionate man. You know, my, my bro and I, we were workout partners at the college, and we look at this workout, like, that's easy. We'll do that. You know, 20 minutes of pull-ups, push-ups, and squats all day long. We'll get 100 rounds. <laughs> and, love uh, it. Yeah, about you know, 10 minutes in, we are uh, gasping for air, and we're hooked. Never look back. And this was probably... Where did you do it? Globo Gym? Yeah, so we were both working front desk at a Globo Gym. So, again, critical time in my life. I'm studying mathematics, and I have this front desk job where I can watch videos all day long. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, I work typically the night shift at this Globo Gym, and I'm just watching this crossword, watching Annie Sakamoto and Nicole Carroll and Brandon and Greg Amundsen and all these guys do these things that I've just... Tell me the year again. 2006 to into 2007. Yeah, really rudimentary videos in yeah, six. That was, yeah, that was and nice. I started watching too. Eva T. And then 2007, it just got. Yeah, you guys started oh. getting nicer cameras. And how, how old were you at this time? 2021. 20, and and um, so that day that your dad, where did your dad pick you up from? Uh, central, North Central Phoenix. It was like Seventh Street and Greenway. Was it nighttime? Yeah, it was like midnight. Did you have a bindle on you, little? Did you have like some weed, uh, some I'm weed, not, or I'm not familiar with what bin <laughs> weed or meth, or you know, like they fold it up in those the paper? Yeah, no, I think whatever I had on me, I probably threw away because I was like, literally, I'm done with this. Did you have a kit in an Altoids container with like a straw and a razor and a credit card? That's sometimes, yes. Yeah. Did, what did you use Altoids container? Sometimes, yeah. I, I didn't have one, but I rolled with these girls. The set, the, the one day I wanted to build a kit, and I was like, I, I fucked around with that shit just for like a month, just because pe people in my circle had it. And then I'm like, oh, I need my own little kit, and I was like, ah. <laughs> I, I would. I am done. I would typically. Put I it never. My, I'm never like. I was it. I never did it again. My cigarette box. That's usually what I would hold it. The in. kits were so fun looking though. Mm. People had those kits. Do you know? Have you ever seen a kit? No. Nah, this this whole conversation's lost on me. Oh man. <laughs> did you ever do any drugs, Gary, like that? My older brother was a drug addict, mm -hmm. so I stayed. I watched from outside him destroy his life. So yeah. I never went there. So you never did a kit. No. How, how's, <laughs> he how's, he doing now? What? how's he doing now? Um, he spent his 30s and 40s in and out of homelessness, and he's just now recovering and getting his life back together. Yeah. This, this is the guy I, I, we're in, in the north. Kelly, yeah. Oh, I had no idea about that. Yeah. The picture you showed me, he looks great. Not my oldest brother. Oh. My middle brother. Oh, okay. No, you, we never talked about the, the other brother. Okay. Uh, hey, Tyson, was. sign Gary up for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I title it Middle Brother. <laughs> Sounds like a new series. No. When he picked you up and you went back to the house, did you guys talk in the car? I don't remember. Maybe I fell asleep. Was he touchy-feely, Dad? No. Like hug you, kiss you? No. Welcome. No. No. And um, so then in the morning you saw your mom? Yep. Did she cry? I'm sure. And that was it. It was kind of a blur. All I remember was the couch, cookie dough, 
Mm. And then, yeah, like a week later, I started to come to. And then you, and you were done? Yeah. You never did it again? Never did it again. Were there cell phones then? Yes. And did, did you have to erase all those people's names? I or? threw the cell phone away. Because we had burner phones. Like, you'd have a new phone every week. I never had a burner phone. It sounds pretty cool to That's say that. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting to say that. <laughs> um, I'd like to take a commercial break. It's my earliest one of all time. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll be right back. Eventually. So we're back. We got some beers. Um, we're talking about addiction. We felt it was appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> For anti-carb, we thought it was appropriate. <laughs> Keto. Look at you. Hey, you can zone this. Peter, is that a birthmark? It is. You're born with that. Born with it, yeah. Sturgeon Weber. What? Sturgeon Weber is what it's the, uh, the terminology for it. You know, so it's funny. You mentioned opiate addiction earlier, and mm -hmm. it made me think back when I was a young man, real young, like, I don't Wait, know. Well, are are you going to get back to this? Yeah, we'll talk about it later. It's oh, fine. Okay. But, oh, no, go, go say the opioid thing. So I, I underwent a lot of laser treatments on trying to remove it, which were incredibly painful. It was a long recovery process each time. I probably had 12 or 13 of them done. How old? Like a little kid, like probably first grade, second grade. Was it bigger than that? No, it was It was an attempt to make it lighter, but it didn't really respond. Some do respond, some don't. It's kind of crazy how it's just on one half. I think that's how they almost always are. Okay. They're always unilateral. It never, the nose blocks it. It's like not, not over here. Well, I mean, like it'll be like up here or like it's always on one side. Okay. It's like a real thing. Yeah. So it's not just a birthmark. <laughs> it is a birthmark, but yeah. But it's a special birthmark. Yeah. It gets its own name. Yeah, people tell me I was kissed by an angel. It's a good one. Yeah. And you're probably like 15 years old being like, fuck you. I know. <laughs> yeah, he should have kissed your ass. Yeah, that's got to be tough to deal with as a child. Yeah. Like just, just being different in some way. It is. Something I'm still dealing with, right? Are you? Yeah. No. Oh, because just people said it to you your whole life. Yeah. And it's funny, like, even now, like, adults be like, oh, what happened? Hey. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you something crazy. Y you might not even believe me. It goes away. Not the mark, but what goes away? Yeah, I know, that's what eventually. I <laughs> um, I'm, I'm referring my nose. Like there was, a, it was like it was. A, shut up, Matt. <laughs> I was listening to the what about the uh, fake. Nose. Matt thinks I only talk about my. Everyone knows. Everyone knows you have a big nose. You're Armenian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, he, he, he. So, but eventually, it just went away. Yeah. So it was like crazy, but not my. It took. It took. It took a lot. And I used to be like, kids would make fun of me, and I would be like. Like, fat kids would make fun of me, and I would want to say to them, dude, I can't do anything about my nose, but you could lose weight. But I don't, I never said that. I just kept my mouth yeah. shut. I just took it and like, ah, yeah, it's funny. You know when it went away from me? When I married a supermodel. You're like, fuck you, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're looking at some videos from the games. I was just telling these guys that I beat Rich in that workout. Pyramid Double Helen, right? Yeah. That was right up my alley. I think Graham and Spieler were the only ones that beat me in that, besides the shoulder overhead. What's, what's your Helen time? What was your Helen time? I did Helen here yesterday in 740. Oh, no Which way. isn't bad. No. I was always trying to get that sub-7, and I got down to like 714 at my best. Yeah, at that point, you're splitting. How tall are you? 5'11". And how much do you weigh? Uh, typically, in all these days, like 205. I'm like 198 right now. You, you look. You weigh you, 200 pounds? You look. You th I think he looks huge. I don't think he looks 200 pounds huge. But he looks bigger than 511. I, have, I think? carry a lot of weight right here in the torso. Uh. Yeah. Like, do you have a? Do you have like a Batman? Like Annie Thor's daughter? Like that Batman? <laughs> that extra, fucking yeah. <laughs> Turtle shell on the front. Yeah. 
And, at, and how, how old are you? 31. You're 31. Okay, I've been trying to do the math here, and I couldn't settle on anything. H- how was that working out in the tennis stadium? Uh, amazing. It, re- it really is? 2010, yeah. It was not amazing in the final event when we were out there on the hot floor, you know, doing those hand release push-ups and things. And One of my really favorite games events of all time. Right, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, the unknown, like you just come out and you're jumping over walls and just doing, un- yeah, that was great. That was, that was, yeah, my favorite as well. The guy who was the, um, I, there's a word for it, but the caretaker of the Home Depot Center, he came out and he had a laser and he shot I it. I remember. And he shot it at the stadium floor, temperature laser. And then he looks at me and he goes, hey, it's not safe for them to be out there, yeah. let alone. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he didn't use the word safe, but something. He was, he was concerned. We all had to take our shirts off to put our hands and bodies on. It was that hot. Someone got smart and kind of and went in the shade eventually. Like, just oh, like, oh, yeah, like, like the wall created some yeah. shade. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. okay, fuck this. I'm not doing it in my spot. I'm going to do it over here yeah. in the shade. So you, you quit cold turkey. Yep. You, how long are you at home? Which, which is the only way to quit, by the way. You can't be like, okay, I'm, I'm doing an you, eighth a day, and now can't. I'm going to do a quarter. It doesn't, trust me, I've tried it. You know, like, we've all, you know, even like when it comes to food, oh, I'm only going to eat a little bit bad this week. No, you just got to do it. And no, and, and no one wants to be, w- would you say you were addicted? Oh, yeah. Even though you hadn't been doing it that long? It doesn't, it takes one time with those kind of drugs. And you, and no one wants to be addicted, right? No one Is does. that fair? Yeah. Like, you've been doing heroin three years, not you personally, but someone. Yeah. The, you can't look at them like, oh, my God, why do they do that? It's yeah. beyond that, right? Yeah. And back to for anyone battling addiction or people related to people who are battling addiction, there's a book out there called Conquering or no, Chasing the Scream, which talks about kind of the whole um, uh, prohibition of drugs and how that's influenced drug addiction and just this whole complex system that we're involved in right now. It's a great read for people who are related to people who are battling addiction. Hmm. Are you terrified that one day your beautiful boy might be addicted? Yeah, it's a concern, you know, but I mean, I'm just going to be there for him. Yep. Are you going to have more kids? It's a cool website. I am. Yeah, I, that's it. Chasing the scream. Even though I'm tiny, um, my kid was like, um, 21 pounds at, at, or no, he was like 15 pounds at a couple weeks, but your kid is 21 pounds. 23. We rate, we weighed him at Greg's house. <laughs> 23 pounds at six months old. He's almost seven. At whatever. Yeah. My kid was 21 pounds at a year old. I mean, your kid is, he's, he's huge. So here's the deal. He's, <laughs> I know that we're really. I mean, his head. 99 hey, percent. Oh, time. by the way, um, yo, know, his head is enormous. But another cool thing, a baby's you really want. I mean, this is some hippy dippy shit I'm getting into, but you really want a round head yeah. on a baby, and your baby's head is fucking a bowling ball. Thanks, my I wife. Mean, it's like perfect. Yeah, she was very caught up. Oh, no, he can't lay on that. That's that's too hard. Why Gotta do you want? Him. Why do you want a round head? Well, because the baby has a flat head. It means you just like laid him on the ground too long. Oh, we oh, always put Avi on his stomach mm. and made him, even if he cried, fuck So he's going to have, he's going to have like a six head. <laughs> no, they lift, they lift their head up. Yeah, they lift They don't too. tolerate uh, that okay. shit. Yep. So uh, our baby's uh, very paleo, by the way, too. So he's on the breast milk, but every day he eats avocado, sweet potato, and sardines. 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 Sardines in oil? Uh, yep, or in water, but yeah, typically in oil. So I'm a firm believer, if we think back like a thousand years or so, most humums would live near a coast. They would live near water. And so Watch shellfish this. and small fish would be part of the diet. That's my boy. Reading the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. God, that kid's got a round-ass head. <laughs> round. Wait yeah. till you see him tonight, dude. It's fucking nuts. He looks like um, Olaf from fucking Frozen. You know, I mean, he looks like a snowman. Like yeah. a Michelin man. Yeah. Like got a head. A good head. Um, you, 
that's the cool thing about babies the bigger and fatter they are it's just yeah, nothing but compliments uh there was some baby advice you're giving some he doesn't want to like it. oh oh food um sorry sorry, sorry. my kid my babies I, I basically raised them on eggs and avocado and, yeah. and now a lot of salmon but you but i should i'm gonna do that i'm gonna introduce sardines yeah so i'll typically like i bird feed them you know i, I chew it up I'll, I'll like i'll take a bite of a sardine i'll take a bite of a sweet potato mix it all up and then finger feed him and he loves it that's awesome. It's yeah. also the sardines from like a traveling standpoint. You can kind of throw it in the bag. They're in yeah. a jar. Or they're easy like to find when you go out too. Yeah. yeah. I actually forgot that I would do that sometimes too. I can't remember what foods, but I would chew some foods yep. up for him that I wanted to feed him. Or if I was eating and he wanted it and he, could, I thought oh, he doesn't have enough teeth for it. Yep. And then just spit But when it, it comes to sign language, this is the sign for food. And mm-hmm. so he sees me doing that. He knows food's coming. Like there's Did, a reason that's the mm-hmm. sign. Uh, do you teach him sign language? Does he we know are, this one? More? Oh, I think my wife's talking about she. We were working on milk and then poop. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know that one. <laughs> you know poop. I know, yeah, I know poop. You are at home. You're um, you quit cold turkey because yeah. that's the only way. That's the only way. You um, just chasing the scream. Sorry, going back. Um, is, is that for the person who's trying to quit or for the family? I think it's for the family. Okay. Or for the person who's quit and just, you know, wants to educate themselves, but not for the person who's in the process right now. Uh, did you ever become religious in this process? Yes. Yeah. Like God help me? Yeah. I, I'm still me. working on my conceptions of what God is. But you had moments where you're like, please, God help me, give me the strength to yes. fucking get through this shit. Yes, without a doubt. Yeah. I still do that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, whatever works. Yeah. We'll know if it's true or not soon. Soon enough. <laughs> You're not going to live forever, are you? No. How long are you at home before you, do you, you, go, you, you go to school, you start training, you start having girlfriends even though you're not supposed to? Yeah. You, your physiology teacher tells you about CrossFit, you go to the website, you think you're going to smash it, and Cindy fucks you up. Yep. Who was your friend at that time who did it with you? Marcus Neal, whose name is on those whiteboards at the ranch with me. Oh, wow. So Marcus oh, and I... I saw Neal up there. Yeah, yeah, Marcus and I drove out there with um, a cooler full of brownies, cookies, and Gatorade and camped out in... Yeah, <laughs> Fucking paleo is yeah. a mofo. <laughs> <laughs> um, camped out at Dave's house, you know, crushed those first two workouts, ripped the shit out of our hands. And I remember walking... Did you actually set up a tent? We actually... Well, Dave had to help us because we couldn't figure it out. Awesome. <laughs> so when you when you do, so this is two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Um, did you? How did you know Marcus? A high school friend or? No. So we had similar backgrounds and we met in college. So he was out of the big time, the pen, and. Uh, and you were rehabbing each other. Yeah. And leaning on each other's shoulder. Yeah, and training together. Yeah, cool. Did your parents check in on you regularly? When I was... Were you ever accused by them of doing it? And you're like, fuck you, I'm not. No, but actually my dad would find me when I was out, when I was strung out. Like he would randomly find me at different places and check on me when I was like a buck 50. So I'm 200 pounds now. My last time being arrested, I was 155. Oh, Goodness. so you mean during... This is when you were 16 years old. No, when I was uh, 17, 18 years old. When I was away from home, when I was strung out on meth, my dad would come and find me. And, and where like, would he find you? People's houses? Yeah, so there, there was one dude that I rolled with mostly. Like, him, he and I were real close. We were kind of kindred spirits in a sense. Is and he still alive? He is. And he's clean too. Awesome. Yeah, it is really awesome. Wow, that must make you so happy. It is. There's a, there's a few of us that rolled real hard together, and uh, we all survived, and we all are living real lives now. And a lot of our friends are doing real time or not here anymore. So we're grateful for that. 
damn. Yeah. And that, the only atypical thing about that story is that you're here. Yeah. Being successful. Yeah. And that you didn't die. That would have been more typical. Yeah. Okay, so 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 you and Marcus meet at school. Yeah. He's on the same program you are. Yep. He fucking ditched that shit. Mm-hmm. He went to prison also. Jail? No, he did the real thing. He did the real thing. So he was black. I hate to say it. I mean, similar charges. Wow. And, whole, n- whole nother show. And not as much family <laughs> in court. You know, I mean, obviously having family and an employer and whatnot speak on your behalf right. in court does a lot. Right. Yeah. The judge is like, oh, I think this kid has a chance. I think he Fuck, has a support this kid, system. Yeah, yeah. This kid's fucked. I'm putting him away so he's not a burden to society. Maybe. Or just flat out racist or, or whatever reason. Okay. So um, you guys jump in your car, drive out to the games. Yeah. We break down in Blythe. So yeah. What kind of car? Uh, Nissan Frontier, little uh, little pickup truck. His, yours, mine. Uh huh. Yeah, radiator hose bus. How did you buy that? Mm. How did I buy that? Uh, I bought it cash. Where did I get the money from? I think I had a I had this Cadillac Eldorado when I was on those streets uh, with 20 inch rims. I got impounded. <laughs> we got out of impound and sold it, and I think I used that money to buy it. Yeah, it's 86 Eldorado. Jeez. Old school. And so at this time, you're not. You, your parents are paying for your city college, and they're no. basically taking care of you. Student loans. Oh, okay. But you're still living on the couch. Still living on the couch. And where do you study at? Uh, at school, because I spend all day there. Library. Five a.m. to like when my dad would get off work. He worked for management at UPS, so he works long hours. Um, I think he'd pick me up probably like six or seven p.m. From the city college. Yep. And what was the city college again? Australia Mountain Community College. Mm. I found myself there. I mean, I. I actually, when I was standing out of Romus, I said, I told my son, I said, Dad found himself here, but I also found myself in college, definitely. You talk to Arlo? Oh, all the time. Awesome. Yeah. He, and he's a great listener. Yeah, for the most part. Except when he's hungry or tired or bored. You saw Spieler there? AFT? Yep. OPT? OPT. I mean, I didn't, I didn't care about any of those people. I cared about Eva T and Nicole Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we like unzipped our, our tent and we're like, dude, that's Eva right there. <laughs> and and nasty girls was a huge inspiration yes. for you. Yeah, because again, like you, you know, you're a man, but you can't do any of the things these girls are doing. Like, what in the world? What have I been training? Mm-hmm. So you do the games. How do you place in the 2007 games? I think I finished tenth. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I finished tenth, and then 21st in 2008. Okay. So that change, the the change in number of athletes and the quality of athletes from 2007 to 2008 is what I left 2008. Like I'm opening an affiliate. I need a better place to train. So you go back, you open an affiliate. Um, how do you and and how do you do that? A student loan and partners. Who yeah. else just told us that? A student, I think a student it was loaned uh, open an affiliate. Yeah, a private student loan. That's what uh, Joe Westerlin used oh. all his money to take his L one, his student loan money to yeah. take his L one and to open an affiliate. So you, there it is. Yep, that's the one that rocked my that's world, the one, too. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. That is the one. And so you so, so you open this gym. Are you the first gym in Arizona? No, I was upset because CrossFit Arizona was already taking the name. Uh-huh. Um, is that gym still around? I don't think so. So but they had the best name that no one can any longer get. Yeah, same with CrossFit Phoenix. Even though we were in Goodyear, I was still going to go for CrossFit Phoenix. Yeah, so but, uh, would you say you were furious? Yeah. Oh. I, well, uh, so our corporate name was Furious, f- was Furious Fitness. And so okay. CrossFit Fury, yeah. yeah. And how did you come up with that name? You know, um, 
it was it was the partner TJ I think that actually came up with Fury. We were wanting to get something that represented heat and sweltering in Arizona. Hmm. And uh, a good friend of mine uh, who actually runs Team Challenge, he uh, he made a comment about potential anger issues that I have or had, and uh, the fittingness of the name. So. Is that true? Maybe. Not anymore. Not really. So you, you've squashed them. Here's another side story. Because um, I've I don't I've yes. never seen that side of you. You are mellow. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. Yeah, I am pretty mellow. I really am. But uh, so another one. But was, you have a switch. I had a switch. I never mind. I, Leave the story. No, I want to hear it. No. <laughs> so back in high school, uh, selling weed uh, in school, kids don't do it. Um, bad. This kid was throwing stink bombs. It's a, hey, it's more than bad. Yeah, it's stupid. It's more than that. It's a waste of time. I, I've always wanted to tell people this about smoking cigarettes, and I love smoking cigarettes. There's only one thing that happens. You have to quit. Yeah. Why start something that you have to quit? There's no fucking end. Like violin, you don't ever have to quit. Dating a girl, you never have to quit. Olympic weightlifting. Jerking off, you never have to quit. Olympic weightlifting, you never have to quit. There's never, like, don't, it's so fucking stupid because, and quitting's hard. Yeah. And so, so with these activities like dealing weed uh, or – I have no moral judgment and same with smoking cigarettes. It's just that there's no end game. It's fucking um, – it's a waste of your fucking time. It is. It like is it's better – like video games are even better. And I'm not even a proponent oh, of that. I but, hate video games. But, but like there's no the, – the end game is like jail or stupid shit happens to you. Yeah. Like if you really want to put the energy into making weed, like come up with some other entrepreneurial shit. There's so much mm -hmm. good shit out there. Yeah. Anyway, that, uh, I'll get off the main. No, that was a good rant. Because it's like, it's because it, like, that's the only reason why I didn't want to ever. I wish I didn't smoke cigarettes. Because the the quitting part was you had to quit, yeah. fucking. And nicotine is so fun, but it's like it's not as fun as it is having to quit. Yeah, it, it's brutal. So my last day in high school, um, I'm a junior, and uh, this kid's throwing stink bombs around school, and that's cool, that's funny, except he throws one on a locker that's holding my stash, and Ooh. ruins my stash. Mm. And so uh, I kind of do some due diligence, I find out who it is, I rough him up in the hallway, and I push him into a classroom and slam the door on him. You know, just trying to make a point. Well, his hand caught the door jam. And those, those doors are heavy. Those doors nice are heavy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I need one of those for my front door. Those are nice doors. I forgot about that. Mm. Like, and they're, like, painted cool colors, like orange and green and yeah. shit. They got the window and the... So, uh, I, I, I didn't even know. I just left, and I actually went to class. And not long after security came and got me, and I found out what happened. That was my first time being arrested, but I wasn't actually arrested. Um, never talked to him. Never even knew who he was. Just, uh, it was kind of out of my mind. Well, years later, Running Fury sponsored Teen Challenge because I'm all about like helping kids get off of drugs and uh, you know anything I can do. And uh, I get a call. They hey, you know, we see that you uh, sponsored us last year for this 5K. We want to know if you want to do it again. I'm like, yeah, for sure. You know, count me in. And he's like, hey, I, I, personal question. He's like, Peter, Edge, did you go to Barry Goldwater High School? I'm like, I did. He's like, I'm Wayne Warner. I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm the kid that you. I'm the guy that you slammed us. And I'm like driving at the time, and it's just like dead silence. And like, I don't even know what to say. And it uh, turned out he ended up having a downward spiral. He got strung out, he got help, and now he runs Teen Challenge. And he and I are actually helping uh, do some youth programs for at-risk kids. But it's Did you break his hand in that door? Oh yeah, badly. Yeah, like everything. 
and I think that probably contributed, you know, to his downward spiral potential. I don't know, um, but it was so small like, world, huh? Small Crazy. world, and so so I go to that 5K this year after he tells me that. Like, I don't just sponsor. I go there and I bring people, like, and I support it. And we meet for the first time in probably 10 years, close to 10 or over 10 years. And his parents are there, mm. and they like hug me like they know, like we know each other, and like just <laughs> just because we've been through this together, but separately. And now he and I are like he we text on a regular basis. Like, does he now know? I'm assuming at the time he didn't know exactly why you were so upset. Does he now know that he fucked up your supply? Like you can't stink bomb the weed. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's the one that told me I might have an anger problem. I said, you know, Wayne, you might be right. I'll look into that. Hey, oh, wait. you mean you mean you mean in the. Just in our conversations after we met oh. the second time. Because he made a comment about fury. And then, well, do you think it's because you have an anger problem? Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Oh, I think, I think. Fucking Dr. Freud. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. you want me to slam your hand in the door again? Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Should ask him if he has a stink bomb problem. <laughs> yeah. He started this yeah. whole thing. No, he's a good dude. So, Dean of Man, like, he, he is changing people's lives more than most. What, what was the phrase you used? Dean? Dean of Man. So uh, uh, team challenge, uh, they separate by genders, and uh, he really is leading these men to both God and sobriety. Is that the name of his company, Dean of Men? No, that's his title. Team Challenge is a, that's a national or worldwide organization. That's where kids go when they're in trouble. I'd like that phrase. I, I feel like yeah. it's like a phrase, Dean of Men, like it's a compliment you it give someone. It sounds like something like, like Hey, amongst men, you are like yes, you the are yeah. the dean. It's yeah. like it's like a leader of men. Yeah. Well, he's. But more I mean, he's a, a leader to me now because I, I look to him for guidance now. It's yeah, it's it's quite full circle. It's it's incredible. Yeah, the world's a crazy place. Did, have you done therapy? You know, I did like the uh, court-ordered therapy, but all that is is reconnecting you with other drug users and tempting you to get back <laughs> on the dope. It's the worst thing ever. Like, court-ordered drug therapy is the worst. Because you're sitting in a circle. And you don't want to be there. You're forced to be there. No one is ready to quit. Is it both genders? Yep. My headset's fucked. I don't care, but as long as it's like the audio you're catching my beautiful voice. The right's working. The left isn't. The worst-case scenario, we get rid of the left and fill the left with the right. Yeah, my left, too. Gary Roberts saying smart shit. Um. Uh, is it mixed gender? The uh, court-ordered drug therapy, yes. Oh yeah, like, let me explain something to everyone. Listen, let me get back on my rant. Listening. Again. Anything that you want anyone to do who's between the ages, especially men, between the ages of twelve and thirty. <laughs> 40. And, Forty. And you want anything to remotely work? Separate the fucking genders. <laughs> Dudes cannot be with women. In fucking close quarters. And focus. And focus, yeah. Like, this isn't like, it's not about being sexist. It's just about fucking, like... Focus. Yeah. There's powers at play. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Especially fucking, like, people trying to get off drugs. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I want to bear my soul in front of these three girls that later I want to take home. Uh, no, how about I don't, how about I don't bear my soul and I act like I have my shit together? And that was like a, a honest, almost relapse. Was a girl in there. Like, oh, you did that too? Yeah. What are you doing later? Yeah. I mean... But luckily it didn't happen. This is a very cathartic episode for you, isn't it? Like, like, like Ronnie Teasdale? I think you're getting a lot off your chest. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, feel free to express yourself. Hey, you know, Peter, if you if you take the cord off of... There you go. It won't fall down anymore. Sorry. There you go. Math engineer. If I would have never taken that pee break, you'd have never had that problem. It's my fault. It was like that before. It was too. like that before. Yeah. I didn't know I've that. been staring at the And don't wrap it around your neck either. More than <laughs> once. <laughs> Were you there when your baby was born? I was there. I got to help. Dude, what an experience. Oh, life changing. 
How, how did you help? Did you catch the baby when it came out? Uh, you know, it's funny with this whole long story with the uh, the obstetrician, but yes. Really? Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, like, you know, it was coming out, but as soon as she was comfortable with it, boom, it was right into my hands. Like, I took it out, we unwrapped the cord, and I handed it to Karen. Was it around the neck? Mm, it was wrapped all around it, but not anything dangerous. No, we weren't concerned about anything. Avi had a double wrap around, oh. the, around the neck. He was cool. He was cool. But he came out dark. <sighs> Because it was like, it was wrapped, it was, you know, they they unwrapped it once, and I saw it was wrapped again, and I just yelled, cut it! And the midwife's like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanted her to pull out a buck knife and just get in us. <laughs> like, just fucking. Uh, okay, so, um, oh, but, 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 so but I want to build up in case, make sure I didn't miss anything at the game. So you're you're going to City College. You, you're you you want to you're building a sort of this physics degree, yeah. this AA physics degree, intensive math. You get into physiology. The teacher tells you, hey, um, you should take CrossFit if you want to, you know, get your shit fit. Yep. You meet Marcus Neely. Marcus Neal. We Neal. were. I met him before that physiology program. We were pumping iron together, okay. benching, deadlifting, squatting, like doing real lifts. And he would actually run with me on my marathon training. Like he would meet me sometimes at the halfway point and run back with me, keep hmm. me going. So he's a very fit guy himself. And then um, uh, you, you, since you're following .com, you see, oh, there's going to be this party in Aromas. You, yeah. sh you show up there. Um, you haven't met Karen yet. No. Your current wife. And you do... Um, uh, you do the, you do the event. You take tenth place, and you come back home and you get back to college. Yep. And you keep hanging with Marcus. Yep. And we train. And you train. And then the 2008 games come along. And where are you living at this time? Uh, I'm I'm living with a gal. Oh. Not oh, Karen though. Okay. So you, and, and you meet her at school. I meet her at the gym. Oh, great. So she, she's she's health oriented, fitness oriented. Yeah. And what does she say about your? Sh do you tell? Is is that like the like in your first date? You're like, hey man, I've done some shit. Hmm. When would I break that out? I don't know when I when I broke that out. Yeah. But sooner or later, probably within the first month. Yeah, I just want to I would just be like tell that shit on the first date and just let them like Yeah. Like leave now or stay. Yeah. Um that's probably how Gary does it too. Gary's fucking too much, I think. I mean, that's I mean that that's what these guys here around here say. Like just lets them know everything. <laughs> so I got this pimple on my ass, honey. <laughs> date number one. Is that fair, Gary? <laughs> uh, the second date. Second, second date. <laughs> um, and you go to the 2008 games, and are you like, holy shit, there's 2,800 people here? Yeah. Was there 2,800 people there? Yeah, there were 70 the year before and 2,800 the second year. I mean, over 2,000, close to 3,000, maybe 3,400. Okay. I don't know. So there were but I remember um, Saturday morning at 10 a.m., they ran out of food and water. Oh, <laughs> Do yeah. you remember that shit? I don't. I was too busy with workouts, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I remember it going from like 50 competitors to what, like 200 or something? Something crazy. Yeah. And just the level of athletes were so much. And that was the year that everything was short, like, right? It was like yes. every second counts. Yes, yeah. That's probably where we met each other, right? Were you part of that? I know for sure, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Carrie Peterson and I made yep. that. Um, yeah. Amazing film. If you haven't seen it, how the fuck can you call yourself a CrossFitter? Yeah. Um, uh, you, iTunes. You. Rogue, if you want uh, Rogue Fitness, if you want the DVD, you I met you at for sure at Lisa Ray Flowmaster, 
her gym, CrossFit Flagstaff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I for sure met oh, you there. That's 2009 regionals. Okay. So I know for sure, cause, but, I, but I may have known you before. Yeah, maybe we, we probably met-ish in 2008 and then 2009 seeing me again. Okay. Maybe. And by then we sort of like build up a friendship. Yes. Like I we were like, like, I, I remember, remember in the coffee shop in, in 2009 in uh, Flagstaff chatting like in between events. Okay. Yeah. I remember thinking, okay, this guy's kind of a kindred spirit with me. Yeah. This is, this is going to be more than just work. Yeah. Be nice to him, Sevy. So, so then you are you are you shocked? Does Marcus go with you? He doesn't. I think he got married and moved. Yeah, Marcus. Never I don't came remember back. seeing him. He didn't come out. Two thousand. Never came back. Yeah. Was there a single black competitor there? In two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. I don't normally notice those things, but I know people notice those things. Pat Barber was there. Pat Barber was there. <laughs> okay, so. Marcus gives up the helm as being the only black. Was he the only black guy at the 2007 games? No, there was another. Who, do, who, do I know who it is? He was really strong. I remember when, when doing the total, he may have won the total. Or I don't know if Josh Everett won the total, uh, but I remember him squatting out back, Dale Saren spotting him, hmm. and he had like four or 500 pounds on the bar. Like scary weight. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm glad I'm not spotting that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually be needed here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then you go back home. DeMarco, I think, is his last name. There was a there was a female DeMarco who oh. was around for a while. Okay, maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah, Don, she, Don Juan. No, different. De, uh, Laura, Laura, Laura DeMarco. That does sound familiar. She was amazing. Yeah, it's too bad. She she, she was amazing. Um, so you go back home. And what what is it, what is it like getting an affiliate back then in 2008? Pretty easy. I just had to write why I wanted to do it, and I told him I wanted to train for the games. And did you have to take huh. your L1 at the time? I had already had my L1, yep. Mm-hmm. I was uh, the last L1 at Santa Cruz, but they ended up moving it last minute to Brandon's North Santa Cruz gym. But Greg was still there. So, okay. So, oh, I wonder, I wonder if I was at that L1. What year was that? Did you say? You it took your L1? Probably 2007. or two, It was either end God. of 2007 or early 2008. And was there a boxing ring at that gym? Yes. At Brandon's gym? No, I'm thinking I, Freddie Camacho's gym. But Freddie, Freddie was there. But there was, there was something in the middle. But it was a brand new gym. It had just gotten built. Were you and did, was Dave there? Yeah, everyone was there. Did Dave give that that talk that he gave when people did Fran? He's like, "There's 95 pound bars for men and 65 pound bars for women and pussies." Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that yeah. shit? <laughs> Have you ever heard that story? I've never heard and that I story. And I came to win. You Fran. did? Oh yeah. How did you do? I think I won. Awesome. What was your time? I don't remember. What kind of pull-ups were you doing? 552. Kipping, Kipping pull-ups. Oh, yeah. really? There was no butterfly then. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. AFT had butterfly, but that was yeah. it. So then you go back home, and you, when you open your gym, do you get a space? Yep, we got a space, 2,000 square feet. And, and you said you had a partner. Yeah, so it was two couples. It was me and my girlfriend at the time, and then a, a married couple that we were all doing CrossFit. Um, the two gals were trainers at that commercial gym that we were at. One taught cycling, the other one taught like body pump or something. And then the, the guy is an engineer. And uh, we were just four friends, which, of prospective affiliates, be very wise about partnerships. Hire a lawyer ahead of time. It just got messy. Uh, not messy, but things change. Like, you know, like. You lose money, things change. You make money, things change. Like you just need to have everything in writing so you make it easy when it comes time to make changes. Yeah, you're not the first person to sit in that chair that said that. Yeah, definitely lay out like boundaries and expectations. Yeah. And, and you can't do it yourself. Protocol. You cannot expect. You know, you can't um, 
think about everything that's going to happen. You need to hire a lawyer. You got to pay that bill. and You got to pay an accountant, or 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 talk to Chris Cooper, or talk to Chris Cooper. I mean, because because the the ten thousand errors that have happened have already been done. Yeah. Why reinvent the wheel? Yeah. Um, this is the first podcast we've done with the door open the entire time. It's a little weird. Not gonna lie. You feel uncomfortable? I mean, your to- your ass is totally in the wind. I have really my like spatial awareness is all fucked up. Into it, that's, that's why like, you look like you're falling out of an airplane right yeah. now. <laughs> I, I I don't like it. You know, it's like when people some people go into restaurants and they want to have like their back against the wall so they can see everything. Yeah. I feel very vulnerable right now, Matt. So we've been getting recently. There's been a flurry. I don't know why. All of a sudden, I think people just want to see my face. But there's been a flurry of comments about they don't people don't like our setup. And <laughs> I don't know very where comfortable. The, I don't know where the fuck this comes from. But so then and so then. Like an idiot, I fucking wrote an email to a group of people, and Matt was on it. Like, hey, what are some things we can do to change the the environment in here? And Matt chimes in, I don't like the where I have to sit and I have to look at the guest and then look at you. No, I no no no. I'm just no, no, like no, no. fuck. I Is wish that, that camera on right now? That one, yeah. Oh, They're all on. It doesn't really get used that much. Oh wow. Like Eric gets bored towards the end and he starts using it. I've noticed that. No, but I said this. I, my orientation. Whatever I ha- you just did. I heard it. Yeah. Well, my orientation, like. If I don't look at you when you're talking, like if I'm looking at the guest and the pa- camera comes to me, I look like an asshole. Like I don't care what you're saying. Mm. And the same, like oh, I'm people. looking at you. <laughs> it's, it, just makes, it, makes it, it makes you look like they're like, oh, and Matt's not paying attention. Matt doesn't want to be there. <laughs> Fuck off. You take a lot of unnecessary abuse. I take a lot. You should have seen at the wedding yesterday, Boz fucking called me out in the middle of his speech while he was marrying them. Wow. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. But you do give a fuck. You are paying attention. Yeah. But I it's just I'm I'm really good at taking shit. <laughs> I think it's fine if you text and twiddle your golf club and all that shit. I don't take it personally. It's just if we're on the topic. I'd rather talk about the opioid addiction and the fight in prison. You're not getting out of that. We're we're gonna Jail. get the fight party. Thank you. Important distinction. Did you can I say something? Yes. Well earlier, just so you're aware, you were while he was talking, you were holding that thing and you were going like Some things I know I'm doing on purpose, Gary. Just let you worry. <laughs> Do you guys like Jason Bateman? Yeah. I love him and I and, and I rented the stupidest movie the other day. I'll we'll watch anything he's in. He's like my Johnny Depp. And uh there uh Bad Bosses too. Oh, okay. And there's some funny scene in there like that. <laughs> there's I, some funny shit in there. It's it's just it's like what you watch when you're putting your kids to sleep and if you watch fifteen minutes of it it's fine. Must be nice to have time to watch movies. <laughs> no, never more than fifteen yeah. minutes. Never more than fifteen minutes. Yeah. Oh, this guy, no, I don't like him. I thought you were talking about some crossfit. You don't there. like this guy? Yeah. Oh, he's so funny. Yeah, I mean, he he was a child. He was a child star when I was a kid. He's awesome, and he, he's reinvented himself, and I just love him. He was in a couple roles that I didn't like. He's so funny. Did you see the Spelling Bee movie he's in? It's fucking nuts. Nah, nah. I don't really. I'm not a big, not a big movie buff. Yeah, me neither. So, so, is did the fourth fight occur because you won the first three fights? Was it um, not because of redemption, but because you were cocky? Yes. So I'm you, shaking my head yes. <laughs> so you win three fights. That was very courteous of you. That's like the that's that's more courteous than we are for people who are listening, yes. <laughs> uh, so the first three fights went swimmingly well. They were all right. Like I'm not a great fighter at all. I just have a lot of heart. And uh I was, And you were fit as shit. Well no. I was oh. skinny as shit. Okay. Yeah. I and was your lungs scrappy. were like burnt from 
smoking weird shit. Well, like we talked about before, I think I had greater capacity because you practice so much inhaling that you've actually expanded your lungs. I'm not buying that theory. Yeah, he didn't true, smoke kids. cloves, so he didn't have the fiberglass. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so for whatever reason, you know, I... Fight number four? I don't want to talk about the, the underlying factors of these fights, but we will just say that they were jail fights. Um, fight number four, I was definitely uh, outmatched. He was a... I was a... Uh, a young man, this was a man's man. And he freaking took my lights out. And People thought I was in a car accident afterwards. Do you, do you think he hit you once you were unconscious? Probably. I was knocked unconscious once. I was jumped by like five guys just walking down the street. It sucked. I mean, everyone's got to feel that. There's two, two memories of fights that I, I really remember was that one and another time being handcuffed and uh, police officers beating the shit out of me. With the handcuffs on? Behind my back. Did you deserve it? So I was being transported, and uh, they cuffed me real tight, and I had been arrested recently. I had some wounds, and uh, I brought them around. Kids don't ever bring the handcuffs around from back to front because when you get out of the transport vehicle, they are going to beat the shit out of you. Oh, pro Pro tip. Yeah, it, pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> Leave the handcuffs. <laughs> Leave the handcuffs wherever they put them. It's amazing. It's ama- It's amazing how many different kind of cops there are. You can have like the greatest experiences ever with cops, and then some of them are just like. So it let me only follow takes that one up. or two to fucking ruin the so whole. So let me thing follow though. that up about. Yeah. Okay, so that was a bad experience, and maybe that guy's having a bad day, what have you. I do remember though the last time being arrested, uh, the officer like taking the time and talking to me about you need to get your shit together. Like you're ruining your life. Like and. It made an impact. And even though I was in a tough spot, like, I still remember to this day, I wish I could find that officer, and I wish I could thank him for it. Because, like, he took time and talked to this troublesome kid that's, you know, a nobody and should be in prison. And, you know, he really did give me a heart-to-heart, and it really meant something. In 12 Steps, you have to go back and, um, to the people you fucked in your life. Yeah. And you got to make amends. Yeah. Did did you did you ever? It sounds like you want to do that. You know, one thing yourself. that I that I have done, uh, whether or not it's twelve steps or not, is I've at least written down things I've wanted to say to people, whether or not I gave them those letters. But it at least gets it off of your chest. Right. You know. The guy that um, the guy that you first did meth with for the very very first time did. Did he like force it upon you, or did it? Did he sell it to you in a way where you did so, you not really want to do it? Or are you glad you did so, it? Like how? No, here's how it actually went down. Um, because this guy, we had a lot of respect for each other. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have done that. Uh, I lied to him. I told him that I was dropping it off to somebody who oh. asked for it, and I actually did it by myself. Because you just cause, oh, because you heard about it in juvie. Yeah, and I had been dealing with it, and I just decided that I wanted to do it. Yeah. Oh, I knew full that he, responsibility. I knew that he probably would not, because he, cause he knew what it was. Like he'd been doing it for a while, and I think that we had mutual respect. He probably would not have given it to me if he would have known that. Oh man! But then when I come back and tell him that I'm high, you know, then it, the party's on. Right. Um, so, so how did the fight start with this, this number guy number four? How does the fight start in prison? In jail. Um, in jail. So in that setting. Uh, <laughs> I hate that our conversation has gone to this so many times now. Uh, well, this is it. We'll leave it. We won't come back to this. Okay, so drop it? No, no. We'll oh. do this, and then we'll drop it. Uh, when, trying to when, get you, out of it. when you break people down, you tend to group with your races. <laughs> and that's all I'll say. So it, start, it was a race thing, and you were nominated by your team. 
So my team had some issues. So in jail, you're in these groups. They call them pods in, in uh, Maricopa County. Uh, my team had lost all the leaders. And so I was next up. They'd gotten out. No, they had gotten transferred or gotten in trouble for other things. And they had gotten, like, as soon as you start getting, like, some type of collaboration or some type of unity, they, they'll break it up because there's so many different pods. So, so did, did you not even want to fight? So this guy called out five or four people, four brothers or whatever you want to call them. And I said, no, I'll take care of it, you and me, and we'll squash it. And I knew that he could have taken all four of us. He could have taken us all four at once, could have taken us one after the other. Oh, just a nasty dude. Yeah, he was just a big, bad dude. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was good of you. So yeah. you, were, you were always a giver. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. So, Never thought of it like that, but yeah. So, uh, and, and you didn't lose cred either because no. you took it. Yeah. So, um, any, any long-term damage? No. Did it kept your teeth? Yeah. Um, and did your parents see you beat up like that? No. That's good. Yeah, I guy still had seven months to go. Oh my God! It was so that was in, like the the it, when you first get arrested, you're in um, I forgot what the name is, but like you have people that might be going for decades, and then you have I have people that are getting out in a month, and those people that are going for decades are starting to make a name for themselves now. Did you ever get a tattoo when you were in prison? In no, jail? no. In jail? But if I would have gone to prison, I probably would have. And um, do you know? Do, uh, so that next seven months, that guy was in there the entire no, time. No, he went to prison. Oh, after that. Well, he was on his way. So, like, you're in this holding while you're going through court. You're just right. in county Oh, jail. right. And, like, some people are in there for murder or whatever. That's their third strike. And they know they're going away for a long time. So they start, you know, making a name for themselves. Me, I'm hoping I'm going to get out soon. So I'm trying to lay low. Did you get in trouble for that? Uh, I did. They, I think they probably thought that I was picked on okay. <laughs> by the way that it ended. By the, by the way they had to scoop me up off the bathroom floor. Oh, my God. Yeah. So 2008. Um, did you, you go to the game solo? No. Nope, go with your girlfriend at the time? Yep. And you drive there? Yep. And you stay in a hotel? Not You don't camp there? Or do you camp there? I think we had an RV. Yeah, I slept in an RV there I think year. 2008 and nine we had RVs. Okay. And then you go back home and you open the affiliate yep. and you open it with these partners. Are you now the sole owner? No, we're all 25%. Oh, those people are still in there with you. Well, Oh, right now, yes. Now. So right now it's 90-10. Who's the 10? Uh, a gal. The opposite gal, not my, not my uh, old girlfriend, the engineer's wife. Oh, and does she work out there? She does. She lives in California. Oh, okay. That's interesting that she keeps ten percent. Why does she do that? We might be changing that. We've had some discussions recently. Um, she just wanted to be a part of it, but now she's wanting to do some different things. She just had her first child, and her life's changing. Does she do CrossFit? I don't think so. She I think she worked out. She was really good too. She had a lot of potential. Um, but actually, ironically, her husband is back working for me, the engineer, and he's uh, actually a great role in the gym. So he used to be an owner, now he's a coach yours. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. You know how to keep the love. I try. It's tough. I mean, people, people management, people development is the hardest aspect of running a gym. Uh, do you coach classes there? I do right now, yeah. I've gone through some phases. Where you don't? Yep. Is it better to than not to? It is. Okay. Yeah. You no, got it. That's the second thing we've learned. You, Something about carrots yeah. and a little piece of advice. It's better too than not. Yeah, to. you gotta stay. You gotta stay in the mix. You go back home. You start the gym, and how do you start getting your members? Providing excellence, like literally, 
that was the probably the most one of the most powerful. So talking about that critical moment in my life, like Greg just dumping that knowledge on you in so many you know so many facets, whether it's you know uh, physiology, whether it's just people or what have you, but provide excellence and others will follow. And that was our guiding force, like make a difference. How long before you're able to break even if you open the gym in 2008? <clears throat> Within a year, I was looking to hire. A year and a half, I quit going to school. I went full time at the gym. Was that a hard decision? It was. Well, you know, so what I did is I, I was like, you know, I'm not going to take summer school this summer. Let's see what I can do. Like, the gym's looking serious. Let's see what we can create. And uh, by the end of the summer, I didn't even think about going back because I had to go to the university. And uh, I was like, no, I'm done. And I'm, I'm going to go full time here. Let's see what we can do. We expanded and never Were looked you, back. Did you get smarter? Yes. You, you learn, the best lessons are learned through mistakes, right? But I mean, even, I mean, the two years the, at the city college, all that math shit, like, do you still know it all? Uh, I don't know it all, but I can still help kids with algebra and calculus and things, some fundamentals, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so after a year and a half, you hire how many people? Your first person? One yeah, person? Yeah, my first person, my first coach who still works for me, Kelly McGuire. Yeah, she's wonderful. She, Holy shit. She runs my wow. morning, yeah. Still? Still. You have your first employee. Yeah. That's a hell of a retention. Hell of a retention. Everyone else between... God, uh, how, how did you... Uh, God, I'm going to edit that thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Savon, good decision. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, and are you breaking even at that point? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm taking home a, a paycheck. Kelly's getting paid. We're buying equipment. We're expanding. When do your parents come visit the gym? You know, my dad went through some phases where he would work out there, and then he did a doesn't, and I built him a little gym at home. My mom has never come in. Uh, does that bum you out? Yeah. And when does all this shit that I brought up in the beginning of the podcast fall to the wayside? Like, when does it, like, like, are you on probation at all during any of this? Hmm. I was on probation for five years from 2004 2009 so a little bit so it's even even if you want to be even if you want to forget about it even if you it's organic to forget about it it's not because they're still at your door yeah and do they come visit you at the gym ever the probation officer no i so i was on probation not parole a little bit of a difference there and i was Mm -hmm. on very like unsupervised i just had to report in and drug test do did any of your clients at this time know i was always pretty open with it i remember some of my most unique situations were like when a law enforcement guy, guy would be like, hey, you want to go shooting? Well, I'm like, yeah, but. <laughs> oh, you, you couldn't. Yeah. Can you uh, now? I, I, have not re- I have not gotten my rights back yet. When do you get them back? You have to petition the courts. And I, I think I watched Marcus go through the process and fail, and I, didn't, I just didn't try after that. You're like, fuck that. I want them back bad, though. Yeah? Yeah. Granted. Thank you. Matt and I will vote. Matt? Does he get his rights back? Uh, let me check. Yeah, yeah, well, we're good. I'm gonna run for Green political light. office here before long, so <laughs> I need to have him back. That's awesome. You are gonna do that? Uh, it's nothing's official, but I I you have foresee interest? that. Yeah. You'd be great. Are you gonna wear a robe like Gandhi? Maybe. <laughs> what uh, which um, what would you run for? I would probably start just in city council. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to help influence city ordinances and things, and city policy. I'm very involved with our municipality, and so that's something that I want to encourage affiliate owners as a whole is get involved with your with your cities and the cities mm-hmm. around you. What does that look like? 
and why? So how did it start? It probably just started by me like volunteering our time at 5Ks and maybe writing in about ideas or just if the city was putting on an event, like I would be there and I would provide our services. And now it's, I mean, <clears throat> I have relationships with the city manager. Um, I have relationships with the mayor. Uh, I am. You brought the mayor out to 18.4. I brought the mayor out to 18.4. Yeah. How did you do that? Oh, we're like this. You are. Yeah. yeah. That was a uh, fingers crossed, by the way. Or yeah. Whatever you call that. <laughs> I mean, you are you are kind of a world class gentleman. You are a gentleman amongst gentlemen, but but I mean, still you still have to put effort into the relationship. Hey, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. But I'm always there for them. I, anything they need, we're there. Give and me an example. So um, for years, I've been preaching this vision of uh, d developing a health campus in our city so that we can provide um, services for the full spectrum of fitness, sick, well, fit. We're doing a great job with well and fit people and even sick people, but I want to do it on a bigger scale. Uh, my relationship with the city manager has allowed me to become now the vice president of a conservancy that is uh, developing 130 acres in our city for wellness. And what I, is a city manager? City manager like runs the city. So it's like the mayor's right hand man. Yeah. Or woman. Yeah. And so, so there's a couple, okay, so did you, what did you say about 130 acres? So the city manager purchased through the city, purchased 130 acres from the um, flood control district for hundreds of dollars, like pennies, nothing, because it was just these retention basins. And then uh, he and a, a CEO of a level one trauma center and then an engineer, a retired engineer, had this vision of this wellness park. And so they kind of start putting the idea out there, and immediately my name gets thrown into the hat because they because the city has known about my desire to develop. How many members do you have? Um, so I was telling Matt uh, we have about 400 CrossFit members, and that's for our, like our beginners in CrossFit program. But in total, we serve nearly 700 people a month. But what do the other 300 people do? Uh, they are like athletes on sports teams. They are um, students at schools, and they are employees of corporations. Mm. Off-site training. Off-site training. Okay. Mm. Wow. So people know you. People know us. What city is this? We are in Goodyear, Arizona. And that's its own city? That is its own city. North of Phoenix. West of Phoenix. West of Phoenix. <laughs> I just want him to be north. And I know he does. And um, is it adjacent to Phoenix? Yeah. You guys share a border? Uh, I, I think there's one more city between us. Avondale is Are you considered us. a suburb? Yes. Okay. Excellent. So like, if you drive... How far are you from Scottsdale? The, about as far as you can get, still being in the city. 30 miles? Yeah. Okay. 25, 30, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys hang out there a lot, right? Not a lot, but when I've been there, that's where that seems to yeah. be where we end up. If you ever travel along I-10 to get to Phoenix, you drive right by our gym. You can literally see our gym from the from the interstate, and then our wellness park is right on the other side, and that's where our gym's going to move to. Okay. And uh, so, so I'm having trouble getting my head wrapped around this wellness park. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this. So um, the city bought this land, and they are leasing it to what's called the Wellspring Conservancy. And so, like I said, I'm, I'm the vice president of this conservancy right now, and we're going to have this land for a hundred years, and then options renew after that. And what we're doing is we're developing it from a rehabilitative and restorative end, now by the um, Level One Trauma Center and the Cancer Hospital, who are all collaborating on this. And then it, it, um, it travels for two miles down to my end, which is going to be a performance and competitive side. So we're going to be offering Goodyear and residents of other in the area, not just city residents, access to all these amenities, whether it's like a meditative garden, walking paths, biking trails, 400-meter regulation track, and then we'll be putting on weekly free events. So this kind of leads me to another thing I'm very passionate about, that uh, affiliates really need to commit to um, like local public health. like. 
So CrossFit is one of the most efficient exercise <coughs> programs in the world for building health and wellness. You mean the, the most efficient? It is the most. What okay. did I say? One of the. Oh, sorry. It is the most efficient. He's, I'm, I'm here. He's, he's, work, he's a politician. He's got to work I'm, the I'm angles. I'm here. I'm, and I got my own agenda. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, so, like, it's nothing, or it's not nothing, but it's it's so imperative that we get out there and we expose the public just to the concepts of it. And it can be so fundamental. Like, we don't need to take barbells or we don't need to take anything out. We do so many park workouts where we don't bring any equipment out, but we just bring a little bit of music, a good time, and a clock. And we change the way people think about exercise. And we do it in family settings. And I, I consider that public health because you're just, again, you're changing the way people think about exercise. You can talk to them about nutrition. You can tell them to avoid the carbohydrates. And you do it enough times, you're going to make an impact on people. Changing consciousness. Yeah. yeah. Hey, this is funny. This goes back to one of the first things you said in the beginning of the podcast about, um, me, uh, I said, how did you end up going down this road? And you're like, you know, I really don't know because I had a good upbringing. Maybe media. Media changes consciousness. Yes. So you want to change awareness and consciousness. Yeah. With the, And you're saying that... All affiliates need to do that. All affiliates need to do that. And I'm, I'm in a situation where I have, so I, I do. What's the way to do that? Do workouts at public parks, shit like that? Yeah, just reach out to your city. Like, offer to do it for free. You know, I'll do it on my own time, or I'll send an employee and pay them to do it. But we now have cities compensating us for this because they're so well attended. Like, their residents like it. And mm. the cities do it for free. And cities are taking notice of this. Like, they are investing in wellness of their citizens. And there's no one better than a Crossroad affiliate to, to serve that. I've probably seen benefits across the board. Yeah. How did you grow your affiliate to 400? member uh, is it, it's profitable at yeah. 400 members yeah. uh, I, I spoke to an affiliate owner the other day and he had 650 members and he said he barely breaks even yeah and then i speak to other affiliate owners who have 100 members and they like, bought a house yep what what is what is what's going on yeah so margins are more important than numbers than the number of attendees and we've been up to 600 crossfit members so 600 people inside of our gym working out and us trying to staff that and our payroll costs were through the roof and it was just a, it was a huge headache and a huge uh, expense a lot of overhead and so we we didn't purposely dial it back but we had a lot of other gyms spring up in the area and we had some changes in our management and we lost some members but then we we've grown it back and we found this sweet spot of you know decent margins it gives us some room to breathe and then we can focus on our community endeavors. I mean, we're funding, you go back to um, the, uh, the Instagram photos, we're, we're funding our development out of pocket. So we've hired an architect, we've hired, um, uh, well, out of pocket, but I do have people buying in too, so I'm getting help from this. But, uh, you know, architecture fees and then legal fees to uh, develop this uh, plan for, for developing a mixed use health and innovation center. That's what we're trying to contribute to Wellspring Park. Is there anything in particular that stands out, any advice you'd have to affiliate owners? Hmm. Like, we, we had Chris Cooper in here, and, and, and some of the stuff he says just seems so obvious to me, but, like, I'm not an affiliate owner, so I don't know, but, like, he's like, hey, are you charging enough? Yeah. Are you picking the right clients? So we did go, th you we did go through at the beginning of the year, and we, uh, we leveled out all of our memberships because for the past nine years, I'm really bad at cutting deals. I'm a giver, like you said, and I'll, someone asked me. I'll give them a discount, and uh, we stopped doing that. Like I, I do not have a say in memberships anymore. This is the price. You can take it or you can leave it. Um, did one of your manager managers say that to you? Hey, Peter, like you're being too nice. They've like, all said that, yeah. They have. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, hey, this is a business. Yeah. And, and you... I've only received one bit of feedback on that from the show that someone said that, hey, that's not cool. CrossFit should be for everyone. And I, and I just want to say everything is free on the website. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I, I don't want to speak for like CrossFit as a company, but like I view, I view the L1 as like if you want the full inoculation from chronic disease, go to your L1. If you want to be a practitioner, like you want to be someone, learn the practice and actually not get chronic disease, 
go to your local affiliate. Yeah. But me personally, I started free on the website. Yeah. That's how you started. Yeah. Everything is free that you need times a thousand yeah. on the fucking website. Now, the one thing you won't get that's vital is the fucking community. Yeah. You, 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 and, 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 and just the constant nitpicking and like, but that the, you're, that you're pure, you won't get the peer pressure. But there's still a community online. There is. But, but you know what I mean. Like, oh, I absolutely know what you mean. There's like, no, like my mom went from zero friends to fucking 30 friends. You know what I mean? Like, like she cannot, it's, yeah. it's great. And it just changed people. Like people who don't even believe in like, uh, organizations like that or community or friends like go there and it's like holy shit yeah. and then for this us this is fucking cool our reply is hey join us in the park on Thursday nights mm-hmm. come to our free Saturday class like there's free options that you can still train with right us. train at home four days yeah. a week uh, for free and then come to your place yeah, yeah. yeah. can yeah. you let, let's say I wanted to do that let's say I just only I'm gonna just I'm gonna stick it to Peter I'm only gonna come to his free classes can I do that I embrace it yeah Is this is this 130 acre? This thing seems like a fantasy to me. It is, yeah. But is it is it is it is it close to being a reality? Like, do you think it's actually going to happen? Yeah. So we will break ground. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to say by the end of this year, we personally. So I'm going to be a pioneer in this. Uh, we will build first. Uh, we're working out the details of the lease agreement because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in um, utilizing current technologies for a building. I, I, it kills me, and I'm sure it kills all the other affiliates, the way your your industrial complex is designed. It's just whether you're in a cold environment, hot environment, like you just waste so much energy. There's no thought put in the way it's laid out. It's really just for economics. Like it's, They build the most economical building that they can get rent from. Uh, we're going to build a very sustainable uh, building. You mean like a tin can that heat and cold just passes in and out yeah. of it? You're basically outside, except you don't get wet. Correct. Okay. Yeah. In fact, sometimes it's hotter inside than it is outside. Um, so, you know, we, we found this great. We interviewed a few architecture companies. We found this great team. Um, I wonder if you could find a picture of it. I'm trying to think. I, I have some. But um, so it, it's going to, we're shooting for net zero. It's a mixed use space, so we'll have other What tenants. does that mean, net zero? Net zero means we produce as much electricity as we consume. With like solar, solar panel? panels, okay. and then if you just design smart, you use less energy to begin with. Okay. Um, and then we have medical professionals, whether it's family physician, orthopedic specialist, pediatric specialist, and then I'm hoping for a uh, lab on site so we can get those blood panels done right on site, as well as uh, some other amenities like a local grocery, a place where people can get locally grown agriculture and produce and food. Um, all there, at one-stop shop on the 130 acres. Because we also have a dance school at our gym. You don't see a lot of that. You should see some. <laughs> what we, kind of dance? Ballet mainly, but a little bit of modern and jazz and, and hip, not hip-hop, but uh, jazz, modern, and ballet. So we're putting them up on the top floor. Um, let's see. Multi-floored. Yeah, two stories. Hey, you know you can do if you want to do this net zero thing? Find a way to hook up all the Concept2 so rowers. You can see the ballet school back here. I know that would be cool. You can produce some <laughs> lots there. So right behind these doors, you open up, there's a dance school, and there's there's actually two rooms of this. There's another room over there. Is, and Wil- is Wilhelm Automotive what it used to be? What did it used to be? See, no, is that what it used to be, Wilhelm Automotive? No, they are uh, proud supporters of our everything we do in the community. Oh, that's awesome. Huh. Yeah. I thought I thought maybe you took over a gym space that no. used to be Wilhelm Automotive no. and you just left the sign up. They, uh, I'm good friends with that CEO, and they support our community endeavors. Awesome. That's wow, an- you've networked. With yeah. some great people. Yeah, and yeah. that's another Bravo. thing. That's another thing. Affiliates is like build those relationships. A gym down the street from you, CrossFit Octane, um, posted on a public billboard. I don't know. It's not a billboard. It's some sort of commercial. Marquee. Marquee. Yeah. You. Uh, 
We cure diabetes. What's your what's your what's type your two diabetes? Thank you. We cure type two diabetes. What's your what's your thought on that? I love it. You do love it. Yeah. If yeah. I had some signage, I'd put it up too. Have you have you seen that in your gym? Yes. Yeah, we've seen it count time and time again. You guys were looking at a photo of a gal on a rower who has gotten off of her meds in the last year. So what happens? Who brings those types of clients in? What happens? She's a corporate client, actually. Her employer pays for her to be there, the whole team. Wow. And we've seen some remarkable Did success. you solicit them? Um, they actually, so we were promoting So wait, so, 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 so you, you, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Boom. Brandy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Brandy. Badass. I'm digging, cool. her, I'm digging her hair. Once she tried lap band surgery and med fast. Yeah. Which, which she did. She tried it? What does that mean? Oh, that means she had a fucking band put on her stomach, yeah. the poor gal. Oh, you, you can get the lap band taken out? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I have a coach who runs our um, corporate wellness program, and she is her coach. I know Brandy, but yeah, I couldn't answer that for you. So your corporate wellness program, did it pop up because of demand, or did you see corporations? Like, how does this work? Um, you know, I wanted it, and then we had a company that was ready to do it. So we had that first company, and uh, we just promoted the hell out of it on social and, media. And they're like, okay, come to us. And you're like, no, no, you come to us. You send them to us. No, we go to you. Oh, because the gym's full. Like, I don't want more. I don't want you know, 20 people all of a sudden in the gym. Like, I'd rather build a little gym at their place. And so what I do... Um, not but, with, but her corporate program is at They do. Gym. They come two times in the, in the evening during a, during a slow time. Um, so, yeah, they're there at like 8 o'clock at night. And when she's working out... Sorry, I keep interrupting. When she's working out, she, like, is that guy down at the end, is he also part... Does he no, work he at her looks, company? he looks like a straggling member. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's been man. hanging out all Poor day. He won't go home. Poor guy got dimed out. <laughs> he's, the, the, out. Every, he, he's still doing a 12, 12 minute AMRAP that was over thirty seven minutes ago. Yes. Um, so she so does she come in there with her other corporate members? What's the model look like? I guess is what I'm getting down. So um, we, for affiliate owners who want to do this. So okay, my ideal model is uh, that I that I that we go on location one to two times a week and then we leave additional we we build a, a gym on site and then we leave homework for you to do hopefully every day of the week and mm. the idea is that you're creating a culture of exercise in the workplace because it's so nice to be able to go down at lunchtime and get a workout in with your coworkers. like there's bonding there there's that's powerful and then you guys talk about your soreness or what you had for dinner or what are you having today for lunch because you're working out and sweating together. And so, yeah. Or uh, how hot your CrossFit coach is. Or how hot your CrossFit coach is, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that's the ideal model. But some companies, they don't have the space. They don't have whatever. So they come on site, and we just have to work them around our general classes. And how long has she been coming to your gym? Their company has been there for a year, I would say. So someone like her comes in, and do you ask her, hey, are you on any medications? We do in the initials, yeah. We get a, a full, and we're trying to grow that with our physicians. But yeah, we we have our waiver process where they uh, they list any surgeries and then medications, yeah. And before you post that, I'm assuming you asked her. On the waiver, they sign away the right for us to use their likes on our social media. All right, and if someone said, "Hey, I don't want you to," you you be yes. courteous. It's not yeah. like okay, it's not a deal breaker for you. 
I don't want to be on Instagram. Okay, fuck you. You can't be a member. Yeah. It's not like that. I'd like to give her company a shout out, actually. I think they're actually a California based company, uh, Duncan and Son Lines. They started 100 years ago moving cotton, and uh, they, the owners are so passionate about their employees' wellness. Like, it is, it is, it's empowering. It's great. And it's so funny. So, they sponsored the shirts for the open. They cut me a check so that I could print all these shirts for 18.4. Because I actually. On so top of the fee they pay you for their. Mm -hmm. They support us on a lot of things we do. Like, we try to take care of them, but they really take care of us. So uh, they're still in the cotton business. No, they ship all kinds of things now. Okay. Yeah, they ship everything from California all over the, the shipping company. Yeah, trucking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's funny because Greg was really interested. He saw their their name on the back of my shirts and he pulled me aside. He's like, "What's Duncan and Son Lines?" I said, "Well, they're a trucking company that we do corporate wellness for." So. Uh, and that's a fucking tough job sitting in a truck for fucking, I don't know how long they drive, yeah. but 12 hours a day, right? Yeah, and so we mainly work with their management and distribution, but I'm trying to get the truck drivers where we could give them like 10-minute deals to do on the road and maybe like a little equipment package. Jump, to have yeah, oh, jump so rope, cool. yeah. D-ball, yeah. air squad. Or he could, it'd be like, a, what's that Sylvester Sloan movie where he's got the... Over the top. Over the top. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so... How do you know she got off her meds? She told me. And it was. Did she tell you that's one of her goals when she comes in, or did you tell her that's one of your goals? Yes. I say she's probably accepted that. So she. So you look at her sheet and she's like, "I'm on this, this, this," and then you're kind of like, "Ooh, wow." That's what we're gonna build. On the bottom is the whole park. Uh, Peter, that looks fucking expensive. It is. <laughs> we got a quote back about six million dollars. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tone it down a little bit. Wow. Holy cow. But, you know, some rough calculations of our rental revenue, uh, is it works. So we're, we're doing some due diligence. I have a great contractor. We're working on the pro forma right now. Holy shit. You better call Chris Cooper or some shit. <laughs> I'm assuming you have good accountants, too. I do. And, and like you said, you, you, were, you were doing, what did you call it, diff, diff EQ? Differential equations, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So you, got, you know numbers. <laughs> yeah. You're not enumerate. Not enumerate. I like numbers. Wow, that's beautiful. Holy shit. Um, is, is Goodyear, the tire company, interested in you guys' shit? They he, should be. They're not there anymore. That's why oh, Goodyear... Oh, is that why it was named? The town yes. is named Goodyear? Oh. They used to grow the rubber trees that they would... Rubber and cotton. Oh, man. Three things you've learned today. Yeah. There you go. That looks extraordinary. Thanks. Where, are, where is Goodyear? Where are they? Right on the west side of Phoenix along the I-10. It's actually... Um, they moved. Oh, Goodyear Tire. I don't yeah. know where they're yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know. They need to get on board. I know. Because they're milking the shit out of the name. Or change the name of the town to Peter Edges. <laughs> <laughs> give, it, give it 10 years and $6 million. Yeah. <laughs> and so this isn't an isolated incident. No. This is what you do. This is what we do. You, we have a guy who came from being a games athlete to running a health facility. Yes. And that is the business. Did you consciously change your model or from being a play? Like, I mean, because you said you opened the gym because you wanted to train you yep. want for your own personal training. And so, I think that's a common story for a young man. You were 22 years old. Yeah. that was a, the, the, the original vision was that I could – it was a, a place where people would train for the games. Mm -hmm. And that's still part of my vision. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's a place where people can find fitness regardless of where you're coming from. And so when you, you – know, some of the pictures capture, but when you see babies on the floor and you see a 60-year-old guy or gal working out and it's just – it's the entire family there working out, improving their health and fitness, and relating to each other. That's, that was what the ultimate goal is, that we could be serving people of any level, 
while there still are some people training for the games just because I want to be able to provide that. Any level. Yeah. You said it. Yeah. Uh, from from deathbed to elite athleticism. Maybe right off the deathbed, but yeah. <laughs> um, I was I was at Reading CrossFit <laughs> for their 10th anniversary yesterday, and in the center of their gym, beautiful gym, I don't know, I'm going to say it's 5,000 square feet, maybe it's 10,000, I have no idea, but right in the center of their gym during the party, there were a group of women who had set chairs up, and they had all light out blankets, and the whole center was just fucking kids, just little babies yeah. just on the floor screaming <laughs> around. Like worms, like this is badass. That's a sign of a healthy affiliate. I feel yeah. like kids make it up. Like, and you just, you know. So we we think about all these issues in politics and medicine and CDC, but then you see all these kids, and you realize that it's only a matter of time before we change that system. Like these kids are going to grow up thinking differently. Right, they're going to be doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at CrossFit Fury. Yeah, damn, it's a lot of kids. Like that's normal. You have a kids program. Oh yeah, we have many kids programs. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any questions, Matt? Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> I apologize in advance for, I, I know you, and I know you would have preferred to spend the majority of the time talking about this stuff. No problem. We'll have you back on. Yeah. Um, oh, we're, we're stopping. Yeah, I got to pee. Oh, Christ. We got to go. We're going to a fat party at yeah, Greg's house. Do. Dude, uh, that starts in 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, damn. 40 doctors. Another 40. Do you know, that I, I think there's like, um, 17 of those things scheduled and they're all packed. Yeah. It's, it's kind of nuts. Is there anything you want to ask? Um, no. Thank you. But I, I don't find it hard to believe or I, I will not be surprised when you succeed at everything that you've said that you're doing here. Thank you. You are you're extraordinary. Could I, could I end on one note? Yes, and you can have one of these books. Oh, thanks. Yep. So, you know, the question comes down to, like, why are we doing this? Right. And, uh, and it, it comes, I, I spent a lot of time thinking long and hard about this. And, uh, you know, I'd, there was a point where I realized that we had reached the original vision of what I thought CrossFit Fear could be. And so what's next? And, oh, uh, congratulations on that. That's thanks. kind of, that's, that's cool. That's unique. Like when your dream matches what's on the outside yeah, world. Yeah. Awesome. Bitch. And so, uh, so we had to sit down and think about it. And it, it came down to is what can we do to build a bright future? Because I think it is so easy to have a dark and pessimistic future when you see the chronic disease when you see kids being not challenged in school or not excelling creatively you create create with creativity or innovation and so my goal is that we can provide this facility where we can inspire kids to be smarter stronger healthier families like all of it together and so it's, it's coming down to building a bright future that's what we want to do i know you're a good guy because i just looked through you through my, the lens of my sister's eyes and she's like an idealist and she'd love you oh thanks I don't want Wally to be uh, a real life deal. <laughs> Land the plane. Oh, God, that was sloppy. That was sloppy. I didn't tell you to land the plane. How are you going to land the plane before somebody says land the plane? I thought you were going to forget it. No way. It happens in here. Yeah, well, it felt hot. The plane but I, landed. Yeah. You can take your shirt off if you want. It doesn't matter. I'll do that.